0: 55-450-free, that's the Sakel toll-free call-in line here on the live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark, Allie, and JJ. Got Allie sitting in here for the uh, duration of the show. Welcome, Allie.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: And what's your uh, what's your claim to fame here?
1: Um, well, I have a podcast that I do with my friend Leah Farrow. It's called Liberty Bells Radio. Um, it's just on Podomatic.com slash Liberty Bells Radio.
0: And Liberty Bells is spelled
2: B-E-L-L-E-S? Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah so wait, to- wait, there was two E's? It was B E E.
3: B E L
0: L E S S, Like a southern bell as opposed right, to I know. a ringing bell. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I just want to make sure folks know who you were. Let's go straight into the show prep. Um, I have an interesting story here out of uh, com. Cop arrests disabled woman for sitting. Well, that makes sense. Yep. Disabled Atlanta woman says she was sitting outside waiting for the ice cream man when a cop showed up and ordered her to move. She refused because she wasn't in anyone's way or doing anything wrong. The cop allegedly manhandled her and caused her to fall to the ground and then bought her a medium-sized cone. Really? No, no, wait. The officer, one Kenneth Thompson, did not, by his charge, a 40-year-old Shakita Walker, any ice cream cones or other novelties, even though she suffers from severe joint pain and limited motion and could probably use a break. No, instead, he arrested her for disorderly conduct. Apparently, she was acting disorderly in a disorderly manner by being a disabled woman who was uh, asserting her right to sit in a metal chair on a vacant lot with three other people while waiting for a frozen dessert. Her attitude, if gone unchecked, could have inspired her or other emboldened, disabled ice cream lovers in Atlanta to stick it to the man and, who knows, lead a riot or something. Thomas had to take swift action, as the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports Thomas grabbed Walker's wrist, twisted her arm, causing her to fall to the concrete, unable to get up on her own. Walker said an ambulance was called to transport Walker to... Grady Medical Hospital, where she Memorial Hospital, where she received treatment for a shoulder injury sustained when she hit the ground. Wow. Grossman said. Just trying to serve and protect. After her release from the hospital, Walker got to spend the night in jail for no reason because the charges were dropped. Oh, and that's because she didn't do anything illegal. A letter from the Atlanta Citizen Review Board which examined Walker's complaints suggests that Thomas enjoys arresting people for disorderly conduct. 27 out of 38 arrests he made in a five-month period were for that very crime. In fact, that's three times the amount paid by two other officers in that patrol wow. area at the same time during the same shift. According to the Atlantic Journal-Constitution, ADP hasn't determined whether to discipline Thomas or pressure his colleagues to make more disorderly conduct arrests of disabled people with sweet teeth.
2: Geez, you know, Mark, as far as sympathetic victims go, how more sympathetic can you get than a disabled old woman waiting for ice cream in, in, in some bench somewhere? I don't Seriously. know. I mean, obviously, this isn't. Why getting- aren't people uh, in an uproar over this? This this simple, uh, you know, display of tyranny. It's like, come d- on, people, wake up! <laughs> Look at what they're doing to your old grandma. I, d- I mean, the about think about the people at home. Think about your grandma, the person you love. Yeah, that person who gives you too much food when you go over to her house, and, and always buys you those weird birthday gifts that you really don't want. Shakita probably does that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, guess what? Uh, Officer Thompson here, uh, he he has an issue with her sitting there, so uh, she goes to the ground. Is that right? That
0: that's pretty much it. I you know I mean I don't know why this isn't getting uh, coverage in in more places, but you know here on Free Talk Live we do talk about government abuses on a regular basis. And the fact is, the boots on the ground abuses around the United States are done by police officers in dealing with people. And one of the biggest abuses out there is the disorderly conduct charge. Yes, the disorderly the conduct, yeah, it's absolutely a catch-all. It is a way for um, that uh, legislators have allowed police officers. To essentially
2: do whatever the heck they want it 's basically the uh, the executive branch 's equivalent of the judicial branch 's contempt charge basically the, uh, the if we can 't really decide on what you did wrong because you didn 't do anything wrong, but we don 't like you so. You're going to jail. Right. This
0: is absolutely a contempt of cop charge. And they would never say such a thing because that's not the way that one talks about, uh, you know, these kind of uh, issues. But that's exactly what's going on here. Is it
1: considered disorderly conduct if you don't follow direction that's not like if they tell you to do something and it's not illegal what you're doing? Um, If you don't do it, is that considered disorderly conduct?
2: I thought there was something called... Failure to obey a lawful order. Isn't yeah, it, I think that's... Isn't that what, that would, that would be... I think disorderly under. falls under that. I don't know. I mean,
0: I you know, I I think the different states define disorderly well, regardless conduct Regardless, it was dropped, what, two
2: days later? Yes. Something like that? After she spent a day in jail. Well,
0: look, it's not just this charge. I mean, this guy... Right. <laughs> this guy has, uh, uh, out of the 38 charges that he's, arrests he's made in five months, 27 of them have been for disorderly conduct. He likes to go throw his weight around, and when people don't obey what he says, lickety split like... He throws them to the ground, twists their arms, and have amb- has ambulances called and taken, has have them taken to jail. That's what happens. This lady said, I'm not kidding. Up, I'm not moving. I'm waiting for the ice cream truck. And
2: I, I wish, like that. I wish some public servant out there that's listening to this either now or through podcast form, whatever, I wish just one of those individuals could come up with some sort of argument that would justify the behavior of this officer. I mean, I I know it's not possible. I know it's not possible for you to come up with a logical argument that can defend the actions of this horrible human being well you know i, I suppose what somebody's going to say is this is a vacant
0: lot therefore it could be privately owned property um i suppose the owner could have told the cop yeah go ahead clear people off if you want to clear them off and at which point um the, that's what the cop was attempting to do this lady said i'm just we've been sitting here for weeks and months and years this is where we sit and wait for the ice cream chuck and this is what we're going to do that's not a not lot of know. ifs that's a lot of ifs. it sir, is Mark. a lot of ifs sure i mean you know i i think that when you go into certain neighborhoods
2: that, um, I think if that was the case, they wouldn't have dropped the charges. They would have charged you with trespassing. So I can't buy that. I'm sorry. I mean, you, I, I, thank you for coming up with with best arguments. I, could do. I know. I understand. Let's go to Ty in Tennessee. Ty.
4: Hey Mark, uh, I'm not too sure who's there. I was listening to the podcast.
0: I've got Allie and JJ. Folks.
4: Okay, Allie and JJ. J. Hey. hey, I got a question uh, regarding voting. Uh, last night on the podcast, when your guys were talking about economic things. Uh, you were bringing up a point regarding the fact, you know, I think it was something about exporting inflation and uh, QE2, possibility of QE3, and that the average American, it's important for the average American to understand this. And what you said was that it's the average American's fault for voting the same people back into office in Washington. Yeah. And what what I'm wondering, though, is how do you reconcile that with, the idea that votes are insignificant.
0: Well, I think that in, uh, in aggregate, I'm talking about sort of the average American as an entity, a, a portion of the general population. I see what you're saying. Like the individual average American really can do nothing about uh, bureaucrats. You can vote or not vote and it really doesn't matter individually. But the people out there that keep their heads collectively stuffed in the sand as far as they possibly can. Yes. I mean, they'll, they'll wiggle their shoulders so they can get, them a little, get a little farther in there so that they don't have to, to think about these issues. But you know, I mean, there, there is a voting process, and mostly that voting process elects the, the leaders and, you know, quote-unquote leaders, and mostly those leaders have been thieves and criminals.
2: Well, I think it's also party politics, too. The fact that the, the, system, you know, the system is two different parties, and then the parties choose which candidates actually get on the ballots through this uh, you know manipulation of the legal system. So now the average voter who doesn't necessarily pay attention to any of this— they get their, their voting news or their candidate news from CNN or some uh, you know processed news service, and then uh, they don't really have an idea of what's going on. They haven't applied the due diligence necessary to research the actual candidates or take part in the primary process to choose the voter because as far as they're concerned, it doesn't exist. So I think a yeah, lot of it... Go ahead, Ty.
4: there's a lot of blindness in politics and you know people <clears throat> people see what they want to see, and there's not a whole lot of reasoning and going on but the reason I called is it kind of it kind of uh, rubbed me the wrong way that idea that it's the American people's fault because I hear that when uh, people talk about not voting if you don't vote then you know uh then it's your fault if these people get into office and i I bring up the point that you know. Be vigilant in American politics is like playing whack-a-mole. The moles are going to win because they're at it twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, and you just can't keep up with these guys. The best thing to do is to take away the fangs from Washington.
0: But, I would agree with you, but uh, it's that. not one. Is not going to take the fangs away from Washington? Most, I mean, you know, without a bloody revolution by yeah. not voting, right? Well,
4: hopefully, it is going to be an evolution, not a revolution. I think that I think that they can be defanged, and it's going to take. It may take their economic collapse. Free talk live. Talk and
0: Are you a cigarette smoker? I was, too, for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR, or go to Vaporsmiths.com. 855-450-3733, 855-450-3733, Free Talk Live. You can give us a call, talk about what you'd like to talk about. You've probably been hearing a lot about Bitcoins lately. We've been talking about, here, talk about talking about them here on Free Talk Live, but maybe you didn't know how to go about getting them. Well, now there's an easy way. You can get Bitcoins by depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the United States, including Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Once you have your Bitcoins, you can use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees or third parties getting involved. Just like a person-to-person cash transaction, but you do it over the Internet. To learn more, visit ExchangeBitcoins.com. Again, it's ExchangeBitcoins.com. So, excuse me, Ty from Tennessee just called in. Oh, excuse me, this is Mark. Mark. Allie. And JJ. Ty just called in about uh, uh, voting, and I think that he's brought up a really great point, and I don't know that one can truly make a definitive statement like, The voters are at fault or the American people are at fault or anything like that, like I was last night. But I do feel that way. I kind of feel like people get the government that they
2: deserve. I think anytime you make an absolute statement, you ought to reconsider that statement because generally speaking, absolute statements are false. There are very few absolute statements that are true. And usually they involve things like science. Sure. You know.
0: But, you know, the chances are if the American people as a whole, as an aggregate, um, the ones that voted and the ones that didn't vote, decided to vote in somebody who was a more principled libertarian type that believed in more freedom and all that other stuff, we would probably not have the problems that we have today. And – You know, I I don't know. Therefore, the results uh, are, to some extent, their uh, responsibility, right? What – can I, you see, really
1: blame people for, for being disenchanted with the whole political process, though? Like, but it's not voting doesn't mean—I
0: mean, not everybody's disenchanted, though. I mean, there's a portion of the population votes in every single election, and um, more—a majority of the people voted in the the presidential election in this last election. So, I mean, I understand that people are disenchanted. I'm not saying it's the non-voters' fault. I'm saying it's everybody's fault—the non-voter and the voter alike. If I felt, I feel like if voting—if not voting—worked then in the majority of elections here in the United States, the majority of people don't vote, then whatever was supposed to happen from not voting would have happened. So
2: it's not an answer. What what if, okay, you were born into this family, okay, and you inherited your family, okay? You have this this brother in your family that is just this jerk and and makes a terrible name for you and your family all over town. Mm -hmm. You can't, I mean, you're stuck with him. Okay, that, that doesn't mean you have to participate with him or, or go along with his schemes or, or uh, try to dissuade him. If he's just a loser, and he's going to be a loser no matter what, you know, maybe you're best distancing yourself from him instead of trying to, to play along or to, to manipulate him or persuade him because, you know what, he's stubborn and he doesn't care what you think.
0: I think that's fine if what you're saying well, is Well the
2: voters thing. inherited this system. The voters inherited The voters are doing something not about the voters, it. the non-voters, the, <laughs> the people, yeah, the the people, them all the individuals on this this place that they uh they control or occupy have inherited this problem. And that doesn't mean that the solution is for them to go, you know, uh neck deep into the problem. No, maybe their solution is to avoid the problem, just stop dealing with it. And and let it let it fade off like the illusion, the, the dream, the fantasy that it was. Well, a lot of people when they stop dealing with these things choose to stop dealing with them, but continue to support the system. And I don't think that that does any well, good. They have to because guys with guns force them to support the system. Mark, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, un- a self, it's a It's a defensive measure. Understood. Um, well, uh, you well, what know, do you I'm,
1: mean by supporting the system? Supporting the system just condoning its actions, or supporting the system? That?
2: Sort of like registering pay your taxes. Just like
1: going, going along with things. Yeah,
2: like pay, you. You, pay, you pay your tax on your cigarettes when you buy the them. The first
0: thing the founding fathers did when they had a revolution was to withhold their taxes from the king because they did not feel they had proper representation. I'm of the opinion that the electoral process as it exists today in the United States and frankly around the world in every single country is flawed and does not properly represent people. Agreed. I don't have the guts And the wherewithal to withhold taxes from these people today. I mean, I've got a three year old. Right. um, And I understand the pressures that are put on people. But at the same time, at the very least, you know, I try to do some things and some of, of some of those things are going to vote. But I try to do some things to procure more freedom for myself my friends my family and my neighbors and that's you know that that's what i choose to do in order to have some kind of activism i think that a lot of the you know a lot of activists think that that's not the way to go about it you know that you're not going to get it through through voting i don't know but i certainly haven't seen anything that uh, you know from from the non-voting types that has achieved any kind of uh, that looks like it's going to achieve any kind of liberty
2: yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying, and uh, you know each person has to do what they're capable of or what they're comfortable of with this this tyrannical system we're in. Um, at the same time, you know I don't I don't have all the solutions, and I, I who does? And, yeah, exactly. And anyone who says they do, you know, well they're lying to you. So, um,
0: but, but I do think that one can, you know, here's here's something I believe that one can do that will t- take steps in the direction of liberty. Here in the future, whether that person is a non-voter or voter or whatever, a Democrat or Republican, they can vote for Ron Paul in the primary. Register as a Republican, vote for Ron Paul in the primary, and you will see, Ron Paul. as a result, there will be just just the very fact that Ron Paul gets, say, 20% of the vote or something like that. It's shaped and framed the debate currently, and it will do so into the future if he continues to get votes. I mean, you know, that's... I understand a lot of people don't like that. They think that voting somehow uh you know Further the system. Yeah. I have yet to see anybody
2: make well, uh, a your, decent your, argument for that. Your argument about it being a primary and not a public election—the fact that you said it's a private—a uh, right. primary election is not a governmental
0: election; is a party that, le- election. That
2: argument pretty much sways sways me just over the line into saying that voting for Ron Paul in the primary is not using force against your neighbor. Right. Well, making <laughs> voting Ron Paul in as the Republican it's, nominee—it's nothing. Does not
0: make him the leader no. of anybody no. it does not put him it over doesn't pass anybody. any laws right. you know. does it
2: yes it does all the arguments it, it does perpetuate party politics yes it does you're taking part you're participating you're you know you can't deny that but at the well, same time i, I would I'm like not,
0: to, i would like to hear somebody make the argument that not voting does somehow does not pe- perpetuate party politics because we still have party politics the same parties we've had since oh the second election <laughs> and um, they're still here and not voting hasn't worked yeah I, I don't have the solution, Mark. There, there, it, it isn't out there. Let's go to Eddie Free in Washington D.C. Eddie. Hey guys. What's going on? How's it hey. going,
5: Eddie? Y'all, uh, y'all look great tonight. I'm watching y'all on the uh, studio cam.
0: That's right. You can view us at cam.freetalklive.com. JJ and I aren't worth seeing, but Allie sure is. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I I wanted to dovetail into what J.J. said. I mean, I can understand not wanting to to jump and admire yourself within in, into the problem. That's why I mean, I think the free state project is just brilliant. I, I I plan on going and getting involved in, in local politics for sure. You know, I'm going to vote for Ron Paul this year, but but uh, you know, when I make it to the Shire, I mean, I plan on uh, on voting uh, at the county state. Uh, level, uh,
0: you know, I started paying attention uh, once I got into my um, local, uh, you know, once I got here, I started paying attention to local politics. But when I was down in Florida, I didn't know one of those local people from another, um, you know, in any way, shape or form. But Eddie, you were being held in Washington, D.C. because of a court case. You couldn't really leave. You had uh, charges pending. Don't you have some news on that? I sure do. I can hold over for the the break. Yeah, you know, I I think that people are going to want to hear this news. It's pretty important. And, uh, well, thanks for doing the holdover. Do you want to give the telephone number out too, Eddie? (laughs) (laughs) 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live.
6: Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. 855-453,
0: 855-453, that's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Allie. And JJ. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. We've also got a website where you can link to what you want to link to. There's uh, You can link to blog posts or uh, news stories, whatever you like. You can vote up other people's, vote them down. It's, uh, it's the kind of voting everybody can agree on. It's uh, freetalklive.com also have archives there for you going back to 2005. You can download MP3's complete shows of Free Talk Live for the last five years. Use them as you will. Listen to them on the way to work. Listen to them while working out. Whatever you'd like to do, it's archives.freetalklive.com. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was, too, for many years. Now, you know they're not good for your health, Right. Here's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier by some metrics. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will already start saving $120 a month just by switching to Vaporsmiths uh, e-cigarette. And it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth, no more uh, no smell, no secondhand smoke. You can use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. So you get a free starter kit and free shipping by going to vaporsmith.com and using coupon code FTL or mentioning FTL when you call 855 to get vapor. Vaporsmith.com, 855 to get vapor. Let's go back to Eddie Free in DC. Eddie. Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh,
5: yeah, so, so I've got really good news. Um, just to test the listeners up, uh, back in June, some friends and I decided to go to. Uh, the Jefferson Memorial and dance, despite a judge's order uh, that dancing was not allowed at the Jefferson Memorial, which is a public area. And and, uh,
7: and we uh,
0: just we, to be we, clear, we okay. y- just to be clear, you did not have some giant boombox there trashing, you know, the place out so other people could not enjoy. You just danced.
5: That's right. Four we earpods and we were we were silently silently dancing. And uh, our friend Adam Kokesh, uh, who filled in for free talk last week, um, he was body slammed. This happened in June. He was body slammed and choked. And the video yeah. it just went viral. And it just uh, it just blew up. The following weekend we had our, our dance parties and, and folks across the country, even even in Gandhi's home, which is a museum. The following Saturday, somebody danced in his home, which I just thought was amazing. But, but uh, it was it was uh, it was an epic act of civil disobedience. You know, 300 some odd people. He danced around the Jefferson. Well, we we finally had a court case uh, yesterday, and uh, you know, we we were first written our ticket said subjects were dancing in a restricted area. Then I got another piece of mail that said uh, the subject was demonstrating in a restricted area. Then I got another piece of mail from him that said that I was trespassing.
0: Trespassing at the public memorial?
5: Yeah, yeah. So if you move your body outside some normal realm... Uh, in a public area, and if it somewhat constitutes as dancing to a law enforcer, then yeah, you could be pounced on and be charged with trespassing. Right, and
0: this seemed to be entirely arbitrary. What was going on there? Like you could just kind of shuffle back and forth a little bit, and that would be dancing. I don't think tapping your foot would have qualified. But one wonders. I mean, exactly how much leg movement, how much body movement? Right. Can you keep your legs in place? I mean, I just don't understand what they could possibly be saying about this whole dancing thing.
5: Well, they had nothing, so I guess that's why they they tried to intimidate us with um, with uh, the charge of trespassing. Yep. And the whole thing, trespassing, you know, that, that's a three month sentence, so it is an intimidating thing to be facing. Sure.
0: Chasing. Sure. So what uh, what what was well, the result there?
5: Well, we we went into court. We met with the prosecutor. There were actually two attorneys that showed up uh, that we didn't even know about. They showed up just offering their services. Uh, we went and spoke with the prosecutor, and the prosecutor uh, dropped it down the plea from $100 down to $50. And we just kept asking her questions about a trial and being able to engage witnesses and, and the arresting officers. And uh, we just kept asking those kind of questions. And what, what exactly is the charge now? Well, she ran off and got on her phone out in the hallway, came back into the courtroom. The judge comes in. And uh, it was really, really simple, really quick. No one else was in the courtroom. It was just us and three, three U.S. Marshals. And uh, she just basically tells the judge uh, government wishes to drop the charges. And the judge asked us uh, if we have any objections.
0: Right. You know, what, what are you going to object say, to that for?
5: <laughs> <laughs> right. So the court gave no. And uh, the judge suddenly said, "Case dismissed." And and uh, we jumped up and started dancing out the, uh, out the courtroom. <laughs> and the judge said to him, said to us, "Good job, guys." Oh
0: wow! You got the the judge gave you a compliment.
5: He actually yes, he said that's great. and he was talking to us because I turned around and said, "Thank you," and he said, "You're welcome."
3: Wow!
5: So he was speaking to us.
3: Wow! Now
0: this wasn't the same judge that had made the original order um, that said no dancing in the Jefferson Memorial if cops say there's no dancing, right?
5: No, that was Judge John D. Bates who wrote that opinion. And uh, our judge, it was a U.S. magistrate judge. Uh, His name was Judge Sassiola, And uh, one of the the uh, attorneys that told us that Judge Sassiola is probably one of the best judges to get. He's he's uh, he's actually somewhat fair, I guess, with uh, activists.
0: I see. Well, congratulations on that!
5: Uh, Yeah, we're we're just ecstatic about it. Now, what do you think? I let you guys get back to the show, and I wanted to say also I had a blast last weekend in King. All of you people are amazing. The (laughs) community—we had so much excitement. And uh, I just want to encourage everyone to uh, to move up to the Shire. I, I'm going to be up there in a few months to join my good friends. And I just can't wait to see all you guys and uh, get involved in, uh, in, uh, in what you all are doing
0: up there. Yeah, you want to hurry up and get here. You don't want to miss winter. That's right. Thanks a lot for the call, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, thanks for stopping on Eddie. Appreciate it. You know, that's really great news. I mean, I'd you know I'd love
2: to hear that, well, like, I think- that,
0: that that turned out well.
2: Because it's dropped, there's no recourse. They can't, like... Uh... Sue pick it back up, I wouldn't think. Right. They can't say, well, I was false because the case
0: was- Well, they could have objected and uh, if they wanted to, but I don't see any reason to. I mean, at this point- No, you
2: know. right. I understand what you're saying. They could have objected and demanded a trial and then won the trial. Yeah. And then pursued or some lost. sort of recourse. Did uh, this set, like have.
1: a precedent for uh, no. later cases? No.
2: Nope. Not a precedent at all. No. Just a drop charge. Yeah, I think- so they just harassed him, stuck him in yep. jail. That's what and they, they dropped a the charge. So
1: now they can do it later, but whatever.
2: Yeah, they can keep arresting people.
0: <laughs> Let's go to Dan in Phoenix. Dan.
8: Hi guys, how you doing?
0: Good. You're hey. on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind, Dan?
8: Uh well Mark, uh well I actually got a couple of things. I wanted to okay. take issue with your your idea about voting and non voting. Okay. But uh, I wanna say something about was his name Eddie just now?
0: Yeah. Eddie free.
8: That was a cool that was a cool story. The only thing only problem I have with it is that he thanked the judge on his way out. The I judge said good job.
0: It. I mean, you know, he thanked him for, for the compliment.
1: Judges are people too. Oh, he thanked him for the compliment. Yes. Oh, okay. The judge well, said, well, I never,
8: said I would I, I never I didn't thank the judge in my case and I beat it for disorderly conduct.
2: I I frequently, whenever I interact with uh, public servants or whatever you want to call them, the uh, the slave masters, whatever, um, I, if they act in a so to so to speak a, a kind, I don't want to say a kind manner, but if they act uh, peacefully towards me and my interaction is peaceful, I usually say goodbye or thank you. Um, I, I usually say something like thank you for being peaceful or something to that effect, and just make it reinforce that we're going to have a good rapport and we're going to be able to talk as civilized people as long as we're peaceful. But once you aren't peaceful, then then that's when you know that, that sort of association kind of has to end.
0: We um, uh, actually interviewed an author uh, here on um, on Free Talk Live, and it was uh, on a book called, I believe, Civils, uh, Civil Resistance or Why Civil Resistance Works. Uh, Great yeah, interview. Yeah. Uh, it was Erica Chenwith, and they studied... I think, 500 different uh, resistance movements over the course of more than 100 years. And the single thing that makes a resistance movement work is changing the hearts and minds of the public. And you're not going to change the hearts and minds of the public. I, as, as, as angry as you may be at the bureaucrats, right. I mean, they are part of the public, too. So one needs to keep a smile on one's face while uh, doing you know, this kind of activism, is my opinion. Um, Dan, hold the line if you would. And okay. uh, we'll get right back to you. Free Talk Live. 855 four fifty-three. That's the SACL toll-free call in line. You can give us a call, talk about anything. We've been talking about uh, voting here. Dan is going to roast my giblets over an ro- open fire here in just a moment. <laughs> if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI can do that for you. They'll do it with respect. They are a new kind of accounts receivable company. They um, do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables, and they do it. By Respecting your clients. Um, if you need to try something new in that area, check out Sickle CAI. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. And you can see their banner at uh, freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right hand side of the page.
2: Jason Osborne is awesome.
0: <laughs> Let's go to Dan in Phoenix. Dan? Hi, Martha.
8: I'm, I'm not going to roast your chops. <laughs> <laughs> go your right books. ahead, man. It's,
2: it's much more Why exciting you if worried? you do, though. Yeah, come on, man. I'll tell you he what. He can take I'll it.
8: I'll tell you what. I. I I when I when I saw your video of you in court,
2: I've, I, I the,
8: just I, I just felt so bad. Yeah, I felt so bad for you, man. It's, I even emailed you. I don't know if you remember, but I got a few emails changed on changed that. some emails. Yeah, I'm sure you did. But anyway, at any rate. Um, I Can you can you just give me a brief review of how you feel about non-voting, voting and Here's what in, I in your generally
0: that. feel about voting is g- voting is a largely insignificant act. The larger the election in which you participate, the less significant your vote is. Um, are, you, are you there, Dan? Yeah. OK. Uh, there's just some I'm, kind of noise. Okay. In the line. Uh, just some kind of noise in the line. I didn't want to make sure you didn't hang up. So um, – you know as the the election gets smaller your vote gets more important so if for instance you live in one of the towns here in Keen- in in new hampshire where for instance there are 200 people and at a town meeting maybe 30 or 40 show up in order to decide how spending goes you darn right your vote matters i mean you and your wife are a voting block at that point um so i do think that You know, it is when you're talking about a national election. I don't think it mattered who I voted for, whether it was McCain or Obama. If I could switch my vote right now, the totals of the electoral votes in New Hampshire wouldn't have mattered the the electoral votes themselves wouldn't have mattered because obama won by so much and my vote wouldn't have mattered because i wouldn't have affected the electoral votes anyway so if i would have just chosen to stay home on that election it wouldn't have mattered however i do think that if you can if you have a candidate say like ron paul which is a you know highly libertarian type candidate and those are your ideas and you agree with them but choose not to vote that to some extent your you know, not really helping the the movement that you support, in some ways. Am By I clear? not voting. What's that? By not voting. Correct.
8: By not voting. Okay. You could do so more. So if, if 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 so, if if Ron Paul somehow got the nomination for president, right? right. And and I didn't vote
0: in the period. national election. Right. Okay. You would
8: you would you would charge me with kind of being a detriment to the liberty movement.
0: I'm saying you're not doing all you
2: well, can. Well, I think, hold on, hold on. I think something needs to be said about playing the blame game. I think there's no, there's no point in playing the ba- blame game. It's not going to yield to any productive or positive or constructive conclusion.
0: I would agree that most people that choose to principally not vote are likely not going to be swayed by what I have to say. However, I have yet to hear one of I mean, those... Are you trying to
2: guilt people into no, voting? No, no, no. Is... I,
0: I have I've yet to hear one of those people. Geniuses. Okay. Absolute geniuses that I talk to. Brilliant people that cannot show me how voting is immoral, and I think that that is the only well, I think, good argument for not voting.
2: I think voting for McCain for, for president is an immoral act, because McCain has demonstrated he will use tyran- tyrannical power, and he is crazy. Well, I think that... Uh, you could make the
0: same argument for uh, Obama, Fine. Then- and so therefore you've, you're you're stuck in a uh,
2: catch-22. No, you're not. Where you you're can- not stuck in anything. You're stuck with I'm going to make an immoral action, or I'm going to stay home and not make an immoral action. But you're uh, but by staying home, you've done nothing. Yes, you have a clear conscience. You can sleep at night. I you can sleep at night anyway because your vote didn't matter. Well, blood is on your hands. No, it's
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> I could choose not to ch- could Why have chosen not to vote, and it doesn't matter.
1: Well, go if, ahead, Dan. Oh, sorry. What if you disagree okay. with the okay. um, with the power that being president gives you, but you still go out to vote for Ron Paul because you know you know that he's not going to abuse it as terribly as another person might? But you still disagree with a position.
2: Well, I think my, my example was McCain and, and Obama, as clearly. You know, we I think we, I'm talked earlier about, for, well, okay. we talked earlier about which if you vote for someone that is an immoral person is, is, is a person who lacks morals and does immoral things, does that make what you did moral? And and I think no. I think if you know that this person is a bad person, voting for that person makes you a bad person. I think if we don't let ta- uh, Dan talk we're gonna be immoral.
8: <laughs> okay. Can I ask you okay, just an analogy. When when you're driving down the road, and you see the, uh, the cop lights behind you, why do you stop?
0: Because you know that they'll come after you and shoot
2: you.
8: That's right. That's a defensive move. Because I
2: have a crappy car. <laughs> That's a
8: defensive move. But I don't believe that voting in any way is a defensive move. My, well, my liberty activism, if I, if I may say so, is just trying to live my life as a free person now because I'm not going to see... Much of a difference in my lifetime i don't believe that what I think's going to happen if it, anything happens in my lifetime is the the, the the government is just going to collapse because the the, the money problem it may very is, well is, Dan, it, but it's going to collapse and, and and things are going to get really scary it could but and, wouldn't uh, you and, and i think okay. but i think I think uh, treating it with violence is totally wrong, and I think a lot of a lot of people will turn the violence to, and I think that's wrong, Sure. I just think that's wrong. I'm
0: just thinking that, um, in the meantime, Ron Paul has a great podium for talking about the ideas of I liberty. Agree. I wouldn't, I, I don't think there's too many libertarians out there that are going to claim that Ron Paul has been bad for the ideas of I liberty. Can't. And the larger podium you give him by giving him your vote and your support gets those ideas out farther and wider. Therefore, when the collapse comes, which you believe to be inevitable, I would say that getting Ron Paul in there likely could help stave it off, but maybe or maybe not. Um, that, uh, at that time of that collapse, more people will have heard the ideas of liberty, therefore furthering your hopes.
8: Well, I think it's interesting. Let's, let's just suppose that Ron Paul was elected, okay? Okay. And he's just one man.
3: Yeah, but okay? he is a commander I, I don't, in chief. I don't,
8: I, don't, I don't believe electing Ron Paul or anyone else that would be identical to Ron Paul. I don't believe electing me could stop it, okay? Stop. Because if the, they cl- elected me, the I'd people. Stop the financial,
0: the financial collapse, collapse, is what you're saying?
3: Right. Well, I, I, I well what about this? But what about this, Dan? Wait, wait, Dan, Dan, wait, wait, Dan. Dan, Dan,
0: Dan, wait a second. There are tens of thousands of people dying every single year at the hands of the United States military, and your vote for Ron Paul could absolutely do something about that because he would be the commander in chief of the United States military and would have complete control over the movement of troops therefore. Just well, because well, you're you, worried about a financial point, collapse actually. does not give you the moral no. ability to just say, "Ah, screw those hey, brown I got, people." I got news
2: for you. The no, financial no, no, no The financial collapse is already happening. You can't stop (laughs) it. It is falling right now. It will stop when it hits the ground and explodes into nothingness or whatever happens. You can't stop it, no matter who you elect. That was a good good point about Ron
8: Paul stopping the wars overseas. Absolutely. Okay. But what I'm afraid of, if, if Ron Paul could be elected, which I think that's highly unlikely, but if he was elected... Things are going to come bad anyway, and what's going to happen is people are going to look at Ron Paul, not everybody, obviously, but there'll be enough people to look at Ron Paul and say, hey, we tried this liberty thing, and look look at this now. That's, that's, how, that's how ignorant people are. Uh,
0: indeed <laughs> they are, Dan, but I mean, how how much of a defeatist attitude is that, that we don't want to get the ideas, we don't want to give people more liberty in their lifetimes because they'll abuse that liberty and therefore take away liberty from us? I mean, we're already losing liberty. We might as well get more, Right.
8: I don't ask permission for it. That's what I don't do. And then voting is asking permission for it. I, I don't think I that, don't ask I, for you my have no liberty. evidence
0: of that. That is a <laughs> that is a positive statement for which you have no evidence. You have said up to this point, I think, I think, I think, but you know, you've just now wait, said wait, that wait, voting wait, is. Wait, 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 wait,
8: wait. Mark, I don't ask permission for my own liberty. You they didn't. can throw me in the can, and they have. Okay, I bet they have. They could yeah. put me. They can shoot me, but I'm not going to ask permission for God my own liberty. God bless you. Well, absolutely. No I think. I think. Uh-huh.
0: But I don't think that voting. Is asking permission. I, I
8: work for myself. I, I I clean houses, and when when and and when I when I do a job for people, they pay me a check. I look at their check that they gave me. I go to their bank and I cash it. I don't pay taxes. I haven't paid taxes in five years. Good for you. I don't file, and they may come out to me someday, and then I'll I'll have to cross that bridge when I when I get to it. But I'm not asking for permission. I'm so with you. I pay sales tax. I pay sales tax when I, when I buy a Because you have no option, gas. sure. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trapped in that. But I do everything I can to avoid these people, to avoid the system everywhere, and that includes voting.
0: I think that's, I think that's more than most people do, and I think there's an, actually an argument to be had that, A, I don't pay federal income taxes, and I avoid federal taxes whenever I can, so I don't vote in federal elections. I think there's an actual argument inside of that. I think it's far better than the argument of voting is immoral, because I don't participate I don't, in the
8: system. I don't even vote for the dog catcher.
0: <laughs> Appreciate the call, Dan. Free Talk Live.
3: 855-453.
0: It's a Sakel toll-free call in line here on Free Talk Live. 1-855-450-3733. You got it on your mind? Get it off on Free Talk Live.
1: Get off on Free Talk Live.
0: (laughs) What better invitation do you folks need? Rob (laughs) from Washington. Rob.
9: In the morning, Mark. Is all well? (laughs) All is well. Excellent. Uh, I want to talk about our... I just want to say I was in the Navy for eight years, and I was on submarines. I recently got out, and now I I really don't like the military. I am pro-liberty and disagree
3: with pretty much everything that's going on nowadays.
0: So was this a conversion had while in the military and you just decided I'm going to get out and uh, you know I'm going to get out as soon as I can and and go on with my life or or was this a conversion had afterwards?
9: I knew I was going to get out of the military but I really didn't care about anything that was going on around me mm-hmm. like world politics, America, I didn't I just knew I couldn't do that job anymore but I after I got out and uh you know started listening to Free Talk Live and Actually paying attention to what's going on around me, then that helped shift my views.
0: Gotcha. So, um, but, uh, what uh, what about the world, the military? That what is it about the military that bothers you so much? Uh,
9: besides the fact that they're killing a bunch of innocent
3: people,
0: well, that's I mean, a good reason. That, that's 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 the reason I have. That's a big problem I have. If it was just if it was just a bunch of guilty or bad people, then you know, I mean, who who would have a problem with it, right?
9: Yeah, it's uh, it was three things I was thinking about today. It's that they're killing a bunch of people, uh, they're stealing money to finance it, and also the way they treat the people in the military. Well, I can't speak for the entire military. I can just speak for myself. But uh,
2: how, do, double, they, know, how, it's how it's do they? How do they treat
9: like you? Like we're prisoners, like children, children. Yep. And uh, I don't know. You have no responsibility. Like there's a, al- almost no personal responsibility. Everybody can get in trouble for what other people do, and you know.
0: It's is, is so it one of those they're... situations where like the kindergarten teacher tells uh, everybody has to be quiet because one kid was making well, noise? I think it's more
2: I think property would be a better what adjective to, to use to describe how they treat people instead of children because yep. property is is more like complete ownership.
1: Yeah, we shouldn't be treating children like they're military recruits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in no That's way bad.
2: advocating that.
3: Right. <laughs> but so, but may-
9: uh, concerning the military and uh I was reading a news article today. I know I shouldn't do that because it just makes me angry, but I ran across a quote that uh, Admiral Mike Mullen, uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman. Yep. And uh, I'm just going to read this paragraph where it. It's really it's pretty short. Okay. Mullen said, Pakistan's government has chosen to use violent extremism as an instrument of policy, adding that by exporting violence, they have eroded their internal security and their position in the region. They have undermined their international credibility and threatened their economic well-being that sound like any other countries?
0: Well, I think I that
9: I,
3: know
0: about? Um, I, I, I think that you know his problem is that they're not using guys in uniform to do it. Um, you know, his his if you're going to have if you're going to send people out to kill folks, at least take responsibility for for it by uh, putting a little patch on their on their shoulder. <laughs> um, I guess is what they're yeah. having to say. But what has Pakistan done that has been exporting violent extremism? I'm not exactly even sure what he's talking about there.
9: Yeah, I don't know either. But I just I read this and thinking. Uh, I guess just using the vocabulary the way I think now is, like, I'm much less likely to be blinded by the uh, the bull that uh, yes. politicians throw out and try to see what they really say. So that uh, he pretty much just described what America is doing in the Middle East and all over the world, I think.
0: That's what a military is. A military is an org- organization of terror and violence. I mean, you know, and, and it's... Obviously, they're going to try to frame it um, such that, you know, it's them that are being terrible and violent, not us that are being terrible and violent. But one does have to ask the question, um, you know, what nation has troops on the ground and in, in more other nations? And I don't think there is one. I think that the United States has it hands down. Um, and, you know, even even if you the, the biggest neocon out there. Can still see that America could keep whatever control um, it wants on the the um, sea waves, the ocean waves, and it doesn't need troops on the boots on the ground supporting dictators and kings and sheiks and um, this kind of thing, uh, uh, deposing legitimately elected governments. I mean, all these things are. Uh, sadly, I don't like revolutionary wars either. But was, would it have been a good thing if somebody would have come into the United States and gone on on the side of the uh, the big government of uh, England and, you know, say Spain decided, oh, yeah, we're going to team up with England, make sure we can uh, get those colonies under control. Uh, we can't have colonies leaving their, their motherland. That wouldn't be good. I mean, how would that have worked out for the United States? It would have been terrible. But somehow the American people don't even look at it that way.
9: Yeah, uh I don't I don't understand why. I I mean it's it seems very clear to me now what what is going on and I don't I'm baffled. I feel like a crazy person yeah. when I'm around uh you know people that are just toting the party line and saying Mug- the
0: Muggles
3: Um, (laughs) is that
0: what we're using now that's what I'm using so um, Rob I felt this way at one point and it was it's entirely frustrating it's it's violently frustrating you get so upset you can find yourself yelling into the ether when you're by yourself you can find your I don't know what you do but I'm just telling you what it was like for me Um, you know planning thinking about you know violent repercussions and stuff like that this level of frustration any man has this kind of frustration that's this is the what they're going to be driven to and and it all changed for me once I got to the Free State Project. Have you uh, signed up for the Free State Project?
9: I'm not signed up for it because I don't – I've thought about it, thinking about it quite seriously. And – uh I just need to spend some more time, talk with some people yep. around here.
3: You
0: should uh, take, a, take a trip out here and see what it's like, either at uh, Liberty Forum or Porkfest, and uh, get some idea, because I think that uh, that changes things for people. Rob, I do appreciate your call. 855-450-FREE. It's a SACL toll-free call-in line. Let's go to Mark Stevens in Phoenix. Mark?
3: Hey,
10: guys. How you doing?
0: All's well on your mind
10: well i just wanted to give an update with uh, what's going on with the habeas petition and ian freeman tomorrow that's
0: right we're on day 44 of the ian freeman incarceration count up the uh normal uh first chair here on free talk live has been in jail was sentenced for 90 days has been in jail for 44 days for standing in front of a police car because he felt that they were taking a young woman to jail unjustly
10: yeah I, who to think for, for 360 seconds worth of uh, standing in front of a police car? You get uh, a year. Well, they send a year and ninety days to spend. Yeah,
0: I think it's more like forty-five seconds because they really didn't do anything for standing in front for him standing behind the first police car. He probably could have gotten away with that completely. It was standing in front of the the next one. The cop jumps out, uh, turns on his siren and stuff, throws Ian, um, you know, bends Ian over and and cuffs him and throws him into the back of the car. So it was really standing in front of a car for like forty-five seconds. Not that it matters. The difference between five minutes and and forty-five
2: seconds. Mark, can you give a recap? What happened the the first hearing, if you will? The Habe hearing? Yes, the Habe okay. used- hearing. Uh, basically, this is the structuring hearing. Actually, Mark Stevens. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, there's, there's two, two marks. Go ahead,
0: Mark.
10: Yeah, I, what happened was, and, and I had posted some of it on my website. You go to markstevens.net, the kind of the relevant thing. I, I uh, Mark with a C. Uh, yeah, like, I had uh, done it over the phone, of course, and... The attorney John Webb, who's claiming to represent the state of New Hampshire, and uh, Rick Van Wickler, uh, I wanted a clarification because in his paperwork, and I have that post on the website also, in, in the paperwork, this John Webb is signing as the state of New Hampshire. So I wanted a clarification, just what he means by that. And so I, you know, I asked, "Does is, is he talk about the body politic?" And I got cut off, yep. and Judge Mangione very. You know, well, he was pretty, pretty uh, rude about it. He said, "Sir, do not start with me." And I said, "And I tried this. say, I was like, excuse me." He says, "Do not start with me." No, he didn't and, want to hear and, it. And, and well, he was cutting me off. It was sort of like on uh, that movie with Doctor Evil with the, sh- sh- you know, shh.com. Right. dot com and all. And I'm like, what? What are we five years old here? <laughs> and. They didn't. He was not going to allow any discussion whatsoever into this abstraction called the state of New Hampshire. Nope. And in my opinion, my experience, that this begins and ends with that DBA, that that, uh, that that pseudonym that all these criminals hide
3: behind.
0: Indeed, it does begin and end with that. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, and obviously they knew where you were going, and I think that um, I, I think, it was, think it's very interesting. I, I'd be interested to see what would happen further. Mark, if you will hold the line here, I want to talk to you about this uh, further. Eight fifty-five, four fifty-three. It's a Seagle toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live. it's a sickle toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? If you knew that a thousand, almost a thousand had already moved, would that be convincing to you join the free state project at freestateproject.org again it's freestateproject.org it is in to in my mind to my mind the best chance of liberty in our lifetimes and
2: Ellie has been here for about a month now moving with the free state project in the keen and you you're really enjoying your time here
1: i really like it anyone who is peaceful and likes liberty should move here
0: let's go back to mark stevens in phoenix mark
10: Yes, thanks again guys for having me on. Uh sure. yeah, what's going on tomorrow is supposed to be the final hearing. This is supposed to be it. And for those who have been following, they they've been trying to push me and David out as parties. Yes. And uh, and so far they have not to my knowledge have they have not issued an order Uh, striking me or David as parties so I plan on doing the hearing tomorrow and getting through as much as as I can but I've sent information and I spoke to Ian tonight uh, to get him some information in case we are not permitted to and he has to do it on his own and and I think he could do a pretty good job of tying him up uh, well, at
0: this point, is tying practice. them up an advantage? Uh, because, I mean, he they have him tied up, or at least locked up, quite literally. Um, so, I mean, when one is free tying them up, I see an advantage. Is there an advantage to tying them up in the, the Habe hearing at this point?
4: Well, I think there's
10: a couple of things that work in his advantage. One, you remember on Monday, he did it by video. But tomorrow, he, they, I mean, they're taking him out of the jail and bringing him to the hearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's very encouraging right there. The other thing is that there's going to be a lot of people, and these are some very, very heavy-duty issues, and, and there's a very good double bind that we can put the judge in. I'll discuss that in a moment. Uh, but the other, the, one of the other things that we use for leverage is the fact that he probably would be getting out in 15 days anyway. Yes. And, and I think that's going to weigh pretty heavily because this issue, and I told Ian today, like I'm going to tell them tomorrow morning, the issue of the state of New Hampshire, and it's just a pseudonym, all it is is a DBA.
0: That's right. I mean, That's the state of New Hampshire doesn't exist.
10: Yeah, it's a fiction. It, it, it is literally, all it is is a DBA. It's words on a piece of paper. It has no physical referent. And one of the things that they have to do to have a valid conviction or judgment against Ian or anyone else is to have jurisdiction. And they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Ian was within the state. Now, he was able to challenge He challenged that during the trial. They, you know, it. it I don't want. I'm not beating them up, but it, you know, it's a rough thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to do sometimes. Well, you see and, how
0: they uh, handle it here,
2: Mark. I mean, they, they they shut you down. They shut everybody else down too. Yeah, they do what they want, Mark. As far as laws and in the whole words on paper thing, courts here in in Keene, from my experience in the last three and a half years of attending all these things, they do whatever they want, and you, you know, you and all your fancy words don't mean anything to them. Really, you, you in the abstract. Well, well, well I, yeah, you in the abstract, not you personally, but.
10: Well, I understand what you – it's like I said to Ian today. The the more uh, uh, stubborn they are, the more uh, uh, stuck you know to their system that they are and inflexible, and, and the easier it is for, for me or someone else to manipulate them. I, I You've probably heard enough calls that I've done with the IRS, and they're worse than some of these judges. So if I can have just a few minutes because – Yeah, go ahead, was, please. Well, I mean tomorrow, if I can have oh. a few minutes to talk – the double-blind that I'm referring to is, if you remember Ian's prior hearing with uh, John Arnold, the one who actually issued the judgment in yes. the incarceration, and, and, and in fact, for, every, for those who don't know, he mooted his appeal by refusing to stay the execution of the judgment, pending the appeal. What's
0: that Secondary mean? Hold season. on, say that again.
10: Okay, if, if you're given 90-day sentence, yep. and, and you're, they don't stay the execution of the sentence, the 90 days, it's going to it moves the appeal because it's going to take longer to process the paperwork.
0: Gotcha. So he so was just even, saying, he, screw you and end your appeal. I'm going exactly. to retire in a couple of months. <laughs>
3: yeah, basically.
10: That, that, yeah, that's exactly what he did, and he mooted the. the, the, the it, there's no reason for him to do the appeal because he'd be long, long gone. So right. what's the point if they said, "Oh, Arnold was wrong." Well, he still did 90 days. You can't reverse that, and he knows that. So, but one of the things that he did was when. Uh, when Ian was asking him those questions about who he represents, he stated that he wasn't, you know, this has to do with representation, acting in a representative capacity. It's yes. very important considering that they want me to be removed and not being able to help Ian. So he said it was a philosophical issue. So those who saw the video, if you can go to freekeen.com, you can watch the video. Arnold said it was a philosophical issue. So the double bind we can put the new, this other judge in tomorrow is, Is it really philosophical? OK, because this is a central issue for Ian, being that there was a conflict of interest, of course, which is one of the basis of the uh, the petition for habeas corpus. There was a conflict of interest. He couldn't get a fair trial.
0: Right. Well, the the conflict of interest is uh, just for for people that didn't uh, that don't know about it. The judge specifically said that he represents the state. And then the guy standing next to Ian on his left was the guy claiming to be the state. So the judge claimed to represent the prosecution.
10: He's he's admitting to representing a party to the proceeding, which yes. of course is a textual conflict of interest. But he blew it off by saying it was philosophical. So what I'm going to bring up tomorrow is using Judge Arnold and say, look, Judge Arnold in this, who is really the Judge Arnold is the focus of this, not Ian.
0: Right. Now that's and, what a habeas corpus is, hearing would be about, right?
10: Right. It's about it's about John Arnold, not Ian. Mm-hmm. And. uh so it all hinges on, so he, his position was, and part of his decision, which were there to determine whether it's legal or not, was based on a challenge to re, uh, someone in a representative capacity being philosophical. So I want to get into what Judge Mangione thinks. Is representation a philosophical issue or not? So either way he goes, we have a substantive issue
8: to discuss,
10: so whether I'm, deleted as a as a party, and right. Ian is joined.
0: So if the if in, representation if representation is philosophical, then there shouldn't be a problem with you representing Ian. If re, if, exactly. if uh, representation is not philosophical, and then that would make it um you know would make it an issue of uh, fact. Then the judge was in fact representing the prosecution.
10: And the conflict of interest is a substantive issue that needs to be addressed at the habeas hearing, and there's no way that they can get around that because the judge is on record as saying he represents the state of New Hampshire. John Webb is on record as representing the state of New Hampshire. That is a textbook textbook conflict of interest. And before people call and write me and say, oh, but the, the yeah, jury convicted him, John Arnold was the gatekeeper. Nothing got to the jury without his okay. And he was the one that ultimately made the judgment against Ian right. based well- off of the even if to, to even burn.
0: if the jury would, I mean, the, the ju- judge Arnold gave the sentence. He gave a zero days to everybody else on this. I don't see how the jury could have found anything but guilty in this particular instance because basically the question is, did Ian obstruct uh, uh, an official in his official duties or whatever it is? And you know, I mean, there's video of him standing in front of a cop car. However, uh, this was you know, they they went beyond their speedy trial date. They did all kinds sure. of other crazy things um, in this one. The judge claimed to be representing the prosecution and i think that you know the judge is the central figure do you have more mark
10: Uh, i just a few minutes if you don't mind
0: okay hold the line free talk live 855-450-3733 free talk live You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Free Talk Live, 855 453. It's a SACL toll free call in line, 855 450 3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. Works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Go to Jurisdictionary.com. Remember when you buy the product to uh, use the pull-down menu when you check out just to let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. Let's go back to Mark Stevens in Arizona. Mark
10: Yes, thanks again, guys. Sure. I, I would like to be able, you know, if, if people in the Keene area let them know that the, they changed the, the hearing time again. They're doing this it's like they know I, I, I'm bad in the morning. It was originally set for one thirty tomorrow, but then they reset it for nine o'clock, which of course is six o'clock my time. So it's a little better than Monday, but still.
0: Right on Monday, they have set it at eight thirty. They moved it to
10: um, 8:30. so this is going
2: on Monday, not tomorrow. No, this is going on no, Friday. No, no. It, okay, it's like it's Monday. With okay, the first hearing was Monday. Yes.
10: Yeah, yeah, and so it'll be 9 o'clock tomorrow. which 12 Court Street, Baron Keene. So if you can show up and support Ian, let these people know, you know, very calmly, peacefully, nonviolently. It, it, this is not where it's, it's not going to end. So, regardless of what happens with the habeas corpus petition, the issue of the state of New Hampshire being a DBA that these criminals hide behind is not going to go away. Okay. And, 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 if I think you've got
0: him over okay. a barrel on this one, Mark, if you, can, if you know how to run it down. And that's the problem is, is the average activist here doesn't know how to use the courts to run these things down. I mean, it has been the truth for 44 days that Ian's been incarcerated. It's actually longer than that because it was prior to the jury trial that this happened that the judge claimed to, have rep, to be representing the prosecution. And, I mean, I, I know you've, you've got him, but what do you do with it?
10: Well, you have to leverage them, and and it depends. You see, I'm in a bad position here because I'm not physically there. I'm not standing there, so it's easy for them to just hang up on me. So if you're familiar with my show, of course, you've heard enough where the IRS has hung up on me. It's easy to do that. Uh, So I'm at a very serious disadvantage leverage-wise. Uh, so I'll get done as much as I can. I'm usually very persuasive to be able to, to have bureaucrats keep you know, keep from hanging up, and I can say what needs to be said. It's just a matter of I put them in a the double bind, where they're, they're Dan if they do and Dan if they don't. They want to put up this impression, this facade, that they are legitimate, and I make it impossible for them to do that. But I get them to make certain admissions first, and, and then I start knocking it down. I, I went right for the jugular on on Monday morning, and and the judge just went, you know, he, he went ballistic. Well, he went ballistic in a controlled way. You know, yeah. This, 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 don't don't start with me crap. Sh- yeah. But it's not going to shut go you away. down completely. And, well, and, and it's easy to do because well, two things. Two. Let me. Two things because I was on the phone and and, and I can see, Ian's a friend. I've known Ian for a while, and I did not want to push it be you know and and maybe have any kind of retaliatory action against Ian because i mean he's the one in jail not me right so i wasn't nearly as aggressive as i am as i typically am uh but i told them today tomorrow all bets are off i'm not going to do anything to kind of call it but i'm 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 going to get i'm i'm not going to uh to lay down like i did on monday morning the issue is going to get heard and uh, uh people it, it doesn't have to be just tomorrow in court and it's not an issue that's just limited to court you can bring this up at the uh, the town meetings which are fairly regular there aren't it?
0: yeah every year
10: well you have the, the regular keen council meetings and whatnot, don't yes. you? And that you can bring this up to the you have uh, john McLean, the city manager this is can be a regular thing you know put the, put these people on the spot uh and, and hold their feet to the fire if they want to do business under a dba like that let you know, talk about it. expose it you know pull back that, that 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 green curtain and expose them for what they are they are you know they they are doing business under a dba and they're trying to say that ian is within that to justify a conviction which of course they can't do so well, tomorrow isn't their claim
0: wouldn't their claim be that the uh, the dba known as Keene owns and controls the land known as keen
10: well if you go into the well, you want to use their city charter the city charter tells you exactly what the city of Keene is, and, and that's something I excited I and Ian has that. The city charter tells you what it is, and, and you can always ask for judicial notice. But no, we request judicial notice of the Keene charter that states explicitly that the, that the city of Keene is a corporation, it is, a, it is a legal fiction. And uh, uh, so there's a way to, you know, to oppose that. Okay. And, and they're basing their their conviction of Ian on that they, they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he was present within the state or within the city of Keene, and you can't do that. You can't prove presence within a fiction. It's impossible. And, and I've never, in my experience, have ever had a prosecutor or anybody even attempt to do that. And uh, so if the prosecutor claims it's the ground, then, uh, like I said to Ian... And today, if they claim it's the ground and only the ground, you just ask, are you telling me that Mr. Webb and the judge are representing the ground? They will always tell you it's more than that. It's the body politic, and it's it's that political body. It's that fiction that you need to focus on, and that's what they want to do. But well, That's what they don't want to do. They want to do everything but
11: focus on the fiction.
0: Now, are you going to uh, make some kind of prediction as to how you think things are going to go tomorrow? I mean, I, obviously people are, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're concerned with this. They want to know. Um, it's, it's difficult to know what these bureaucrats are going to do at any point, but um, you, you, think so? you, you think you know what's going to happen?
10: I think I'm going to have a few minutes to talk. I think I'm going to be able to raise some of these issues. The judge is probably going to get just as upset as he did the last time. He'll probably just put it in, you know, put the ball in Ian's court, and then Ian will have to raise the issues himself. And I think they're going to let him go. I think tomorrow's going to be it. They, they've already taken him out of, of the jail and just a safe face and avoid these issues uh, to just let him go.
0: Interesting. Well, I, you know, I sincerely hope that that's the case. Uh, it would be nice to uh, get him uh, a reprieve of at least 15 days and – I certainly could use the break. So, <laughs> Mark, um, I, I plug away real quick uh, so folks uh, that uh, find interesting the direction you're taking with this. I, I have read your book, Adventures in Legal Land, and uh, find it to be, you know, I've actually read it through three times. Um, you know, and wow. I, I can't say too much about too many books that I have, I can't say too many books that I've read through three times. So.
10: Well, I appreciate that, Mark. And it's it's MarkStevens.net. My radio show is on Ian's network, LRN.FM, every Saturday. And we'll be discussing it this Saturday. And hopefully uh, we'll have Ian uh, do a spot, you know, because he'll be out. We'll be talking about it. But we're 4 to 7 Central on LRN.FM.
0: That's right. And it's net. Mark with a C. Thanks for the call, Mark.
10: Yeah. Thanks, guys.
0: Yep. 855-450-3733. Uh for those of you that uh, were were on the line and dropped off, you may call back. Um you know, it was a little longer there. We're talking about we're talking about Ian. You know, the show is uh you know, basically Ian and I um you know, normally. So I think people are very concerned and I want to make sure that we flesh out all these issues. Don't want to cut anybody short. And uh Mark Stevens has some very interesting ideas when it comes to the uh the court process. It didn't it didn't work out on Monday. I'm interested to see how it's going. I'm, you better believe I'm going to be there tomorrow, bright and early, finding out what's going on. Um, also, I, I just
2: think it's highly unlikely that the state will do anything he's suggesting. I, I, I mean, it's like saying, "Oh, you don't exist. See, you, you're you're a fake." And they're like, "Yeah, we're sitting right here, and we have the guns. So, you know what? We're going to cut your video feed."
0: I don't think that uh, Mark has run up on um, bureaucrats that are so thoroughly frustrated as the bureaucrats are here in Keene up to this point. Um, You know, they have moved from the the, the Gandhi saying, at first they ignore you. And I think that that's largely what he deals with is, um, you know, he, he brings up some very interesting legal arguments that put them in this double bind situation that often will cause them to just drop cases as a result because it's too much trouble. Um, but you know, it's the first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win is the, uh, the, the Gandhi, uh, progression of things. And I don't know if it's true, but it's something that Gandhi said, you know, makes it sounds truish. and they're definitely at the fight stage here. And I think that they're willing to break laws in order to, uh, to get what they want they 've shown the propensity for that ninety one a here in um, uh, state law here in New Hampshire said that you have the right to uh, film at the clerk of court 's office right. video and take pictures and they're they will absolutely take your camera and throw it yes, in, they uh, will. throw it away or you know, throw you in jail if you uh, try to film in there and we 're going to do some activism. I am going to do some activism around that here coming up shortly eight five five four five zero three seven three three free talk
6: live.
11: This is Free Talk Live!
0: Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 450 3733. That's the toll free call in line brought to you by SACL CAI and JJ's raspy voice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. That's what we do. You want to find out all the things that are going on with Free Talk Live? The best way to do that is news.freetalklive.com. Actually, the best way is to listen to all 21 hours a week of Free Talk Live. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you can get uh, hipped up on some information by going to news.freetalklive.com, signing up for the email updates, Twitter, Facebook. Even our most uh, dedicated podcast listeners do tend now and then to get behind a day or two. And uh, news.freetalklive.com will help you to stay on top of it. If you want different ways to listen to Free Talk Live, there are so many different ways we make it easy for you, not just the podcast, but the live streams, the uh, hun- more than 100 radio stations across the country, satellite options, XM, free-to-air, the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com and listen lines where you can call in a telephone number and listen anywhere that you can get cell phone coverage or regular phone coverage for that matter. Of course, all the fees that your phone company charges you do apply. Free Talk Live, however, doesn't charge you any. It's listen.freetalklive.com. Ellie,
1: I have a story. Um, it's from Gizmodo.com. Uh, world's largest sperm bank says they don't want your ginger sperm.
2: That's a shame. <laughs> it's yeah. JJ, you're, it's, it's good sperm. You're a little, you're, you're a little red headed, aren't you? <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, I am. Red bearded. Yeah, yeah. at least half, red bearded. Half, I'm a half blood, right?
1: <laughs> Cryos. I think I'm pronouncing that right. A Danish network of international sperm banks and the largest one of its kind has officially stopped taking sperm from redheaded guys. Despite an overall increase in donations, the demand for ginger sperm just isn't that high.
0: You know, I'm really kind of surprised at that. Yeah, I I, I disagree. When you think – well, I don't know know how it's going for you, bud. But um, I would think that, you know, people – I mean, when 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 guys discuss women, they discuss blonde, brunette, redhead. You know, these are one of some of the first things that they discuss. And I mean, a redhead is a, is, is an unusual thing. It's a, exotic. I mean, wouldn't people want that for
2: themselves? Red or,
1: hair is in right now. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, redheads are crazy in bed. So I don't I don't know that I necessarily. No, believe it's true. that.
0: But okay,
2: <laughs> just saying.
1: <laughs> Essentially, sterile couples by and large don't want to make redhead babies. Uh, cryos director Ol shoe Even went on record to state that unless a woman's partner was a ginger or she had, I wonder if he used the word ginger, or she she had a preference for red hair, he didn't see many people choosing red hair over other hair types. In fact, the only country where the specimens were running off the shelves was Ireland. Ireland. Ireland.
0: Well, I would have guessed that in Ireland that people, people were more likely to want redheaded babies in Ireland. But is is this just serving Europe, I assume? Um, This is Europe's largest sperm bank, so this doesn't have anything to do necessarily with the the, the demands of the American public?
1: Right. Yeah, I guess it's a European thing, but it does surprise me. I mean, I wonder what sperm banks in the United States are like.
0: I... (laughs) <laughs> never having been in no. one it's not like they're out here uh pounding the pavement for my sperm so
2: not that it would do them any good i, I took that took care of that some time ago but well, part of the idea we would have been thrown out there is to have a sperm bank at the the cac but uh i don't know i think that's more of a play on name
1: yeah I yeah don't know. what
2: are you gonna just put it in the freezer yeah i know yeah. right <laughs> yeah that's great <gross. laughs> it just would fit with the uh the name that's all. That's a CAC. I <laughs> yes. see. That's right. Does that
0: mean something to you? Yeah, that's the Keene Activist Center here in Keene, New Hampshire. That's right. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of um, uh, amazed that people don't want that, but I guess they mostly people want children that are going to look like them. I'm adopted. My mom did uh, say I remember my mom saying something that she felt uh, lucky and blessed that uh, somehow the the piece of paper that they give you about your child, they give you like a little pedigree or something. Um, and she felt like, oh, this matches me so much. So she was happy about that. Uh, you know, it it, uh, it was matching. Um, and I remember being in maybe preschool or, um, you know, I know it was at the daycare. So it was either preschool or daycare after after school. And uh, the 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 gals there were commenting on who looks like whom and they commented that I look like my mother i am in no way related phys- you know physiologically to my mother but they commented that i looked like her and I can tell you that it makes me very proud that my little boy looks like me, and he really does, if you're a Facebook yes, friend. Yes, I've seen
3: your, your son. <laughs>
2: He's
0: got those, Charming big, got those big old listeners just like Daddy does, and some <laughs> satellite, <laughs> satellite dishes on the side of his head. There's just, just
2: more room for piercings when he grows up oh, and, and rebels against you. <laughs> Well, and I
0: think people do like um, their their children to look like them. But I mean, you know, redheaded is something unusual. People tend to like unusual things. I mean, that's isn't that why the Hollywood folks, uh, you know, name their kids moon unit and things like that. Yeah, well.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could see where someone. I, I think it's weird when. Have you guys ever seen a, a family where no one there has red hair, but there's the one kid? Like, <laughs> that the, was my family. The mailman's baby is this, like. No, no
2: I, I have all the recessive <laughs> genes. Like my mom and dad are brown hair, brown eyes. You know, and, and you know they handle the sun really well. No, me, I, I'm the, the black sheep. Yeah, yeah. I had all the recessive blue eyes, blonde hair, red, white skin, red red-headed, beard, red-headed, uh, sheep. pale freckles, blah. blah.
0: Uh, You know, this is, in fact, blue eyes are a recessive gene, and they do say that redhead, and this is the other thing about it, is redheads are going extinct. And so you would would think, (laughs) well, what's so bad about it? I mean, it adds a little color to the world. Um, You know, I'm all for redheadedness, and I'm just kind of disturbed and and surprised that people aren't going for redheaded babies, but, you know, I'm I, I I don't know. I never we had this declare conversation. Them
1: an endangered species, and then set up protections.
0: Well, then that'll ru- yeah, That'll rush right. them
2: off. The, you got uh, a
1: redhead on your property? It's Government property? Now. <laughs> oh, no.
2: I thought you were just going to say I could like get get away with a lot more than like I have extra rights. <laughs> people will try to shoot you if you if they can't build on their yeah, property because you're shoot nearby.
3: You <laughs> oh <laughs> geez.
2: Just, just like a scrub.
9: It's
0: jet. my habitat. Stop <laughs> it. This was, this was the advice given to me when I uh, um, was uh, you know buy. I was looking at buying some land to build, and and I thought you were going to say. Child, I was like, "What? <laughs> that, that if you if you find some kind of endangered species on your land, shoot it and bury it as quickly as you wow. possibly exactly. can."
1: Exactly, because if anyone finds out that you have that species on your property, then everything changes. And
0: right yeah. at that point, you're not building anything. You've spent whatever you've spent on the land, and it, you're stuck paying the taxes or whatever um, until the, you decide to give it back to the give it to the local government, who then has to uh, then of course doesn't have to pay their own taxes on it. Um, so. You know that—that's what happens when one, uh, you know, goes with the Endangered Species Act. Is it? It can really, truly endanger animals
2: beyond. Um, yeah, well, know. I don't know what about a pickup line though. Like, hey, baby, you know, I am an endangered species over here. You want to get with this? It's a limited time offer. You know, you're
0: proposing <laughs> to breed with her there on the first uh, first time. Well, you know, that's not yeah. really going
2: to go that well. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. The pickup lines are generally very successful. Allie, anybody tried pickup lines on you? Uh, how does it? How does it go for you?
1: uh yesterday i had a good one okay Uh, i was working and um this 90 year old man was buying a lotto ticket and so (laughs) he he gets it and he asked me honey have you ever get a feeling and i wasn't quite sure how to respond and usually when old people ask me questions like this i just smile and wait for them to go on so he says i got a feeling i if i come back if i end up making a million dollars i'm going to come back here and we're going to have some fun Excellent. And I was just like, I don't know. It's it's so improbable. Just you know, so make up a situation that's so improbable that the girl just can't like smile and agree, and you know, it usually works.
0: Uh, well, I'm 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 just thinking about this. Was a was this a uh, proposition for prostitution, or what was he proposing? I, I think mean, he
1: was saying, um, if he wins a million dollars, then he was proposing that maybe I'd be so shallow as to go out with him just based on that even though he was 90 years old
0: well i mean you know i mean you can certainly have a fun time with a million dollars but i you know i mean i've i i guess i don't rate my times based on how much money has is spent on them generally i you know if i wanted to go out and drink i'd go out and drink if i wanted to Gamble. I'd go out and gamble. I generally don't spend that much money on gambling. and I suppose it would be more fun if I spent more money and wasted it. And of course, they're going to take it from you because <laughs> that's well, what I gambling's think he's,
2: about. The guy's setting himself up for like a double fall because not only is he not going to win the lottery, he's ninety. The, the odds. Well, and then he's still he's not going to have any chance. to has got nothing. He's got to nothing, he's got he's nothing not to lose already. He's like, oh, I didn't. Oh, I was so close to nothing. <laughs> but in my head, I was so close to something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, so do. <laughs> Have pickup lines worked on you? I mean, or, or just is it just a, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about pickup lines.
1: No, uh, No, usually the only way pickup lines really work is that I recognize them as pickup lines and it's just a way to show interest. Like for instance, yeah. one of the most popular pickup lines in the United States is, haven't I seen you somewhere? So when I hear that one, I'm just pretty much like, here it comes. <laughs>
3: well, you know,
0: and you get a lot more passes than than uh, I do. That's that's for sure. Well, you're but wearing any... a
2: Captain America t-shirt. Why not? <laughs> well, I don't have to care. I'm married. Oh, but that's whenever
0: great. anybody does the, ha- have I seen you somewhere before? I just assume they have. You know, so I think this is the difference between being male and female. Is pickup lines for guys? I don't. I think they go right past. Yeah, them. They I think so know. too.
2: I've definitely experienced that.
0: Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Are pickup lines useless or do they actually work? What's oh your God. experience?
1: Buy me a drink.
0: <laughs> well buying a drink generally works. <laughs> free talk live, eight five five four five zero free.
1: And now it's time for the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute,
4: with tips and advice on controlling your emotions so they don't control you. Here's New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer. You know, no matter what's going on in your life or your circumstances, trusting that God has a good plan for you is the key to preventing that disappointment from turning into despair and devastation and maybe even depression. You know, emotions sometimes just sink when things don't work out the way that we would like them to. But the good news is, is we don't have to let our emotions control us. If we think on something good and we have hope for the future, those emotions that did sink will begin to rise back up again. King David said, What What would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? I want to encourage you to expect something good to happen in your life. For the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute, I'm Joyce Meyer. For
1: more information to help you control your own emotions so they don't control you, please visit Joyce Meyer. That's M E Y E R.org. The average person has 70,000 thoughts every day, and many of those thoughts trigger a corresponding emotion. In Living Beyond Your Feelings, Joyce Meyer examines the gamut of feelings that human beings experience. She discusses the way that the brain processes and stores memories and thoughts. Then, emotion
6: by emotion, she explains how we can manage our reactions to those emotions. Living Beyond Your Feelings, the newest book from New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold.
0: That is the Sacle toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live, the live Thursday edition with Mark.
2: Allie. And
0: JJ. You can call in, talk about whatever makes you happy or unhappy or frustrated or excited or giggly or whatever it is you wish. It's uh, Free Talk Live. Giggly. (laughs) The the phones are open to you and the website's open to you at uh, freetalklive.com. You can go there, link to stories or... Blog posts or whatever you wish. Other people have done the same. You can vote theirs up. Vote it down. It's freetalklive.com. It's highly interactive. You know, if you get that story that you want people to see, it's a lot more effective than posting it on your Facebook uh, crawl there. Especially with a, if you've got a bunch of friends. It just shoots down the line. People never even see it. So freetalklive.com. Speaking of we we're talking a little earlier about Ron Paul and there's some interesting Ron numbers. Paul. Yep, interesting numbers, you know? I mean, <laughs> lots of our listeners very concerned with Ron Paul. Many of them are probably watching the uh the debates right now and and Gary Johnson who actually made it into the the Fox News debate this evening, which I'm uh, excited about. I think that one's uh in Florida. And but there's some, um, you know, some sort of good news for these Liberty candidates here. I uh, got a couple of stories that I'll kind of blend together for you. One's from boston.com and it shows apparently Romney's in the lead and Perry is in fourth place in New Hampshire. Rick Perry may have jumped into an early lead in national polls, but he trails Far behind Mitt Romney in New Hampshire, where the former Massachusetts governor has added an already commanding lead in the first in the nation primary. According to the New Suffolk University 7 News poll, the poll indicated that despite Perry's sudden burst into the national scene, Ron Paul and John Huntsman, Ron Paul and John Huntsman stand a better chance of <laughs> emerging um, emerging as romney's chief rival in the granite state romney holds a 27 point lead in new hampshire and this just goes to show how much geography matters in these uh elections um that's that's terrible i mean really 27 point a- ahead of the next person yeah and mass and and to some extent i don't believe that it's well that's that's ex- i bet you it's BS. i bet you it's absolutely true to some extent um You know, geography matters, and New Hampshire considers itself to be a satellite state of of Massachusetts to some extent. And um, there's a lot of people here that, that, you know, they've got Red Sox banners hanging out in front of their house. I mean, this is the Boston Red Sox. What's that got to do with you living in Keene, New Hampshire? Um, So and, and geography matters, Walter Mondale, who ran the most unsuccessful Uh, campaign in the united states still took his home state of minnesota uh back in what is it 1980 1984 i'm not sure which one i think it was 84 and um by the way a child don't expect me to know these things And, uh, I mean, so so geography matters. I think that that means that Bachman will probably do pretty well in the uh, the Iowa caucus. Romney will do quite well in New Hampshire um, thing. But it does show the New Hampshire primary, and it does show that, um, you know, the other candidates <clears throat> and how they pan out is going to be important. Let me give you the numbers here. Um, it is Mitt Romney with 36 uh, percent in June. Um, he's now at forty one percent so he 's at forty one percent Ron Paul is at fourteen Huntsman at ten, and Rick Perry uh, is at eight so that's a long stretch. everybody's calling Perry the front runner, and you know in New Hampshire, which is an extraordinarily important race he 's not even beating Ron Paul and John Huntsman. And that doesn't speak well for the uh, Texas governor's uh, race. I I really don't have much else to say about that other than I think that this is a weak field and it's still really anybody's race.
2: Well, I'm I'm checking out this Fox News article about the debate. And uh, of course, you know, Fox News, the establishment uh, right wing neoconservative viewpoint. And they mentioned Ron Paul, I believe, twice in this entire article. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, maybe th- maybe three times. But anyway, it's, it's mostly about Perry and Romney. Basically, they're making out Perry and Romney to be the big headliners, and they're trying to sell that to the American public by, obviously, pimping their you know, uh candidacies and and devoting so much article space to sure. those two individuals. Well if you're
0: in the media, you want to be the guy the the media organization that was right about who was going to be
2: the president. And um you know, obviously well, I that think they're also perpetuates. You know, also trying to shape the debate though by I don't know that they are. By including by talking simply about Perry and Romney and everyone else is simply uh hangers on, if you will. There is there's no know. other candidate that can actually do anything, blah blah blah. Right. And, if you vote
1: for someone else near Throwing away your vote. Which is what people say about voting for Ron Paul, you're throwing it away, or that at least that's what people have said in the past.
0: Indeed. I understand how um, people perceive what the media does, but I really, I feel like this is largely, um, that if Ron Paul was the front runner that they wouldn't be trying to um, shove him under the rug, that they would be trying to say that he, um, you know,
2: that they'd be pushing him, because they just want to be right. I don't think so. I do not think that at all. In fact, I think Fox News does not want to be right. They want to pick... The right person and put that person in office through their... so they're
0: choosing between Romney and um, Perry. Perry
2: yes, I mean there's a world of difference between those two candidates there it doesn't matter it, it, they, both of those candidates have have shown that they will go along with the establishment right. Perry through his actions at the Texas governorship, and then Romney, I mean who's just a i can't say those words on the air, <laughs> but uh you know it's it's like both of these individuals have shown that they they will torture, they will go to war they will use the fed to inflate the currency and debase and, and tax the poor they will support you know bush tax cuts and stuff like that they will uh, go along with the war on terror they will go along with the war on drugs you know perpetuate the state so the the interest of fox news is the perpetuation of the state because they are in bed with the state so much of what they do is Broadcasting and working with the state and their deals, so that they can have this media empire, haven't come about because of free markets. It's but because the state has been there along the way, helping them or at least ma- paving the way, so that smaller uh, upstarts can't have that sort of you know growth or influential uh, upbringing. I think I don't think Fox News has the clout to shape the debate. I don't think you pay attention of, to the media then, because I, I, I would seriously disagree with you. I think
1: a lot of people watch Fox News. Fox oh, yeah, News yeah. is the
2: most watched news channel, but
1: for
0: a reason. But I think CNN is the most watched. No. Okay. Well, um, you know, it may or may not be true. I'm not going to stand or, or or fall on that one. But it 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 there are. If you look a at primetime
2: ratings. Fox News usually wins prime time ratings on, on across the board. Are you talking about like uh, the O'Reilly He's, factor? Yeah, yeah. Seven. But, you know, between the, the normal time people watch things, it would be the prime time, which is what five to uh, eight p.m. depending on Eastern Standard or or wherever your your uh, your zone is. But Fox News is definitely. A very much influential establishment party member, and indeed, but they have
0: competition from other in- influential establishment. They media have organizations.
2: All th- They came out of the blue. Okay, way back in the day, the uh, the first election that um, there was the contested vote. Okay, that was the Al Gore and Bush election, two thousand. Two thousand, I was I was watching Fox News uh, before that happened, and you know I I thought it was a pretty good channel at the time. And then the, then the election started up and Fox News literally changed. I, I watched it all unfold as I, I continue to watch it. I was in my dorm room and, and you know, as, as a college student in your dorm room, you watch a lot of TV when you're bored. But anyway, they consistently changed and t- into what they are now, which is an aggressive, uh, you know, shaping sort of campaign where they, they, they go out and they actually use There's polls that are BS.
1: I don't think you can say they're... Aggressive. They may speak aggressively, but they're not aggressing. They're just. I, know, I don't think aggressive misinformation violence. is definitely bad. I wish that more people would worry and fact check. You know, worry about how how reliable is their news source and actually act on that. I think more more people are. Um, it's been sh- it's been proven that people are turning the, to the internet more for their news.
3: Sure, definitely. So
1: But I mean, a lot of people still. You know, when you go out um, to places and they have a TV on, a lot of times it's t- it's turned to. A Fox News talking about something, trying to make people afraid. Yeah, well, that's be aggressive.
0: Why did Fox News allow um, Gary Johnson into the debate this time? When basically for the last three debates he hasn't been on the on the because uh, he's, he's not a threat. It, you know, having two libertarians standing on the um, standing on the the, the maybe dais they're hoping there. to
2: water down Ron Paul's voice with Gary Johnson's. I, I don't know what their decision making is, but they don't really care about that. They're going to give most of the time to Perry and Romney. You'll see, and they're going to get the softball questions. I mean, you, you could pretty much script what's going to happen in this debate based on Fox News' proclivity for establishment. Contenders. Well, I've got some,
0: uh, a few more Ron Paul numbers here, and then we can uh, move on from this. I'd just like to give people an update. Um, you know, I know our listeners are concerned with this. Free Talk Live. free talk live 855 450 free it's a sacral toll-free call in line 855 450 3733 here on free talk live we talk about Getting some gold and silver for yourself, whether you get it as an investment, a hedge against inflation, or barter currency and in, th- in case things go really south, we've made, we've teamed up with Midas Resources to make it easy for you to get some really great rates on gold and silver pieces and coins at gold.freetalklive.com. You should get some gold and silver for yourself. That's my rec- personal recommendation. I have uh, gotten plenty for myself. I recommend it for you. I believe those prices are going to continue to go up, up, and up. And that's going only be good for you if you get it from gold.freetalklive.com. We believe we've got some of the best rates on the Internet and you'll be helping Free Talk Live in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. So, Allie, yes, you're Mark. asking me during the break. What was the question?
1: Um, you seem to favor Gary Johnson over Ron Paul. Explain yourself.
0: OK, <laughs> so um, initially I... I Okay, so I have donated to the Gary Johnson campaign. I have not done it d- yet donated to the Ron Paul campaign. Gasp. I have, uh, <gasps> den- I have uh, been tempted to do so, but just haven't done it um, you know, at-, at this point. It's not that I don't like Ron Paul. I think that he's great. He's done really well. You'll hear me talking about him far more than I talk about Gary Johnson on the show because Ron Paul right now is getting the press. He's paid his dues. He ran a previous campaign. He's uh, get, He's got a lot of uh, coverage. He's done. He's scored as high as 20% in some polls, came in second here in New Hampshire. He's getting. He's getting a lot of traction. I like Gary Johnson for a couple of reasons. He's got executive experience. Ron Paul doesn't. That matters to people. I'm only looking at it from the standpoint of – For whom are people willing to vote?
1: Ron Paul's got an amazing record of voting for liberty, though.
0: He had an amazing record voting for liberty in 2008 and got uh, 8 percent of the vote here in New Hampshire, which is a great number, but not good enough.
1: Well, I mean, with the economic crisis, that's when I think people start waking up. You know, like I think the worse things get, the more support Ron Paul will have
0: uh gary johnson um has a great record too he's got uh, what i think of 700 vetoes in the eight years that he was in office maybe it was 400 he is the vetoingist president in the united states at the time and i believe i haven't been able to, to 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 prove it or or disprove this statement for that matter um he may be the vetoingist uh governor in the history of the united states it's a heck of a claim um in new mexico He was, you know, there's a a term limit, so he could not go um, be elected again. But he managed, it's a Democratic state. He managed to get elected as a Republican in a Democrat state. I think that that's a a really, because it doesn't matter how principled you are if you can't get elected. And I think that, you know, being a governor matters. People look at those things. Also, Ron Paul has, uh, he's 75 years old. And a lot of people make decisions based on age and looks when it comes to the president. And Sadly, there five percent of the population um, uh, will basically make this uh, make or break this election. Five so percent of the voting population uh, will make or break this election. So, I am of the opinion that at least five percent of Americans are dumb enough to vo- not vote for somebody because of their age.
1: I mean, that's an interesting point. I think that in the past, people have looked for presidents look like they're going to be strong, authoritarian, mm-hmm. and you know, get the job done. I think people are realizing that getting the job done when it comes to government is a bad thing. And, you know, maybe we need more grandpas <laughs> running at things, you know, people that are a little senile, don't really know what's going on, can't pass any laws, you know. <laughs> well, and you were
2: also saying something about how he was shaping the the, the the debate now or the discourse now with what his message was.
1: Right, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to see more and more of these candidates, um, at least in the Republican debates, trying to, is from what I can hear, trying to sound more and more like Ron I Paul. would agree.
0: He's absolutely framed the debate. Um, I think you're 100% right. Rick Perry is talking about in, ending the Fed and all that stuff. Um, essentially, most of the positions that Gary Johnson has are very similar to Ron Paul's positions. Um, he'll, he'll temper the way that he presents them. I think that that's both an advantage and a disadvantage. I, I think that uh, many of the, the liberty lovers out there don't like the way he tempers his um, statements, but that may make him more electable. Frankly, he hasn't done that well in the polls um, up to this point. Maybe he has to pay his dues too, and maybe he'll be better choice in twenty sixteen. I don't know the answer. Um, I just, you know, of I, I hope they both do well. I want to see them both on the
2: stage. Yeah, I can't. I can't see twenty sixteen. I mean, I can't. I can't think about that. I. I mean, re- realistically. I mean, pragmatically. Okay. Yeah. Looking at what we're dealing with right now, we can't talk about you know, the next election in four years from now. That's just foolish as far as I'm concerned. Let's deal with the situation we have right now and yep. the tools and, and variables we have available. And at the moment, you know, it's it's what, what chance, okay, given your mark, you, you do this talk show for many years and you're into politics or at least you I keep an eye on it, right? What chance do we have right now of having any sort of influence over the federal government doing something in the uh, the good direction, if you will.
0: The, only in the presidential election.
2: I mean, that's the only chance you have of doing anything. Okay. Ron Paul will win if
0: people vote for Ron Paul. Gary Johnson will win if people vote for Gary Johnson. Right. Well, it seems more likely that they'll vote for Ron Paul than they will for Gary Johnson. I mean, at this point, there's just a new poll comes out um, here that puts Ron Paul um, ahead of Perry and Huntsman and Bachman, and only uh, slightly behind Romney as far as a um, you know versus Obama situation.
2: So I think I think Perry is this year's Frank uh, Fred Thompson. I think he is he is definitely like uh, you know the the dud, if you will, in the in the. Uh, the The rifle or the the gun of state uh, worshipers.
0: I don't know whether – I mean, I think Perry – clearly Perry's stars not going to – I mean, he's going to – it's going to peak and come down a little.
2: I I don't know how far it's going to go. I don't think it's going up anymore. I think it's only going down.
0: It's a weak field, and this is the one thing about um, elections is somebody's got to win, and this is one of the reasons that I choose to vote. Somebody's going to win this thing whether or not um, I choose to vote, so I'm going to cast a vote and see how that goes. Um, I, you know, I can't tell you whether or not Perry or Romney or um, Huntsman, Bachman or Paul or or Johnson. I don't know. It doesn't look like uh, Huntsman or Bachman. But at this point, it really is any person's game. Yeah, I don't see that.
1: See, for me, when it comes down to voting in like a federal election, if I was to vote for Ron Paul, it wouldn't be so much as a yeah, he's going to be president. I know it. if I vote for him. it's more like a to send a message sort of thing, you know, like I, I agree. You know.
0: But don't you think you can send that message by voting for uh, Gary Johnson? Or do you not feel that since he doesn't take as hard of a line that you're sending as strong of a message?
1: Um, I just don't really know a whole lot about mm-hmm. admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about Gary Johnson and um, I just don't
0: And why look further if you have a candidate that the, right. largely... I just,
1: I just agree with Ron Paul about so many things and I, I mean, I think that a lot of, you know, maybe I'm just going along with You know this. This whole a lot of people think a candidate maybe stands for things that they stand for just because they relate with them, even though they don't say it. And then a lot of people get suckered into voting for certain candidates, despite what their um, arguments are for certain things, because they think that it's just oh, they're just trying to get more votes by not having a stronger position about this. But with Ron Paul and just his um, uh, his relationship with. You know, like the Mises Institute and um, people there uh, supporting him and everything. I mean, it's a largely anarchist organization. Um, I'm not saying that Ron Paul is necessarily an anarchist, but he has a lot of...
0: That'd be tough. That'd be a tough uh, sell. <laughs> uh, anarchist in the sense that he believes in, in freedom, because I think that that's uh, it's a, it's a really tough word to, uh, to portray to people on the radio. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Does Ron Paul have a chance? Free Talk Live, 855 453. That's a sickle toll free call in line here on the Live Thursday edition with Mark, Ali, and JJ. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, create a patent, even register a trademark. Empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents that people trust legalzoom.com use coupon code FTL to save $10 on your order. Again, it's legalzoom.com. So, um, Ellie, you've got a story there from uh, what it was, Washington Post about uh, this Troy Davis case and it's uh, been hitting the news a lot.
1: Right. And- Troy Davis, um, he's a he's a man from Georgia. Yep. Um, and he was executed last night um for uh, kill allegedly a killing a police off op- an off duty right. police officer. Yeah. Um,
0: the highest crime one can commit
2: here in the right. United States is uh, cop killing. You know. Well, when you you kill one of the acolytes of the church, you know the church is pretty unhappy.
1: Right. Um. And the reason why a lot of people are upset about this and it's caused luster over, uh, using the death penalty, um. The reason is is because of all the doubt associated with this case. Um 7 of 9 witnesses who testified against Davis had have since recanted, many saying they were coerced, coerced by police, and there's no physical evidence tying him to the crime scene.
0: Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> this is pretty strong, right? Like um, you know, these people may have testified and he may have gotten the quote unquote fair trial, but then later they recant their statements and um, you know, it, it seems to me that it's more important that we get justice than we get like a quote unquote fair trial. I don't think that justice necessarily comes from them following their rules.
1: Right. It says. um. It says after the U.S. Supreme Court denied a last minute stay of execution, the state of Georgia executed Troy Davis Wednesday night for the murder of an off duty police officer pronouncing him dead at 11.08 p.m., Davis had convinced hundreds of thousands of people he was innocent but no court was willing to overturn his conviction in his final moments as Davis was strapped to a
0: So they they had 7 hurting. of 9 7 of 9 witnesses recanted their statement but no court would uh would in any way um you know question this conviction in any way send it back uh, do you have any comments on this 855-450-3733 it's the fastest way to get through here on free talk live
1: um it says he nodded slightly to his attorney and then made a statement saying he was not responsible for the 1989 slaying of Mark McPhail. 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 Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm innocent. The innocence, the innocent that happened that night is not on my. the The incident incident that happened that night is not my fault. Davis said Davis told his supporters to continue to fight the fight.
0: Yeah, and fight the fight against the death penalty is right, uh, this right. guy's, uh, you know, charge. And you know, I, I understand that it's very emotional for the family of, uh, you know, Officer McPhail here. And, and certainly, they interviewed the family on. Uh, I, I saw an interview on it, and I get that. But killing an innocent man isn't going to do anything. And frankly, killing a guilty man isn't going to do anything either. <laughs> um, I used to be a supporter of the death penalty. I, I have changed, since changed my mind. And here's, you know, here are the reasons. A, it's been shown. Not to be a successful deterrent, you don't fewer murders are not committed in states that um, don't have the death or fewer murders are not uh, committed in states that do have the death penalty rather than the ones that don't. You would think that Texas would be a murder-free zone because it does so many executions. Right. I mean, this is the executionist place uh, in the free world, and you know that <laughs> doesn't seem to matter at all as far as their their numbers go. Um, actually, as a as a percentage of capita uh, per, per capita, um, Oklahoma actually is the uh, the most executing state, right there next to Texas. But um, so it's it's not a deterrent. It costs more to execute somebody than it does to uh, leave them in uh, prison for life because of all the um, all the you know. All the stuff that goes, uh, goes on, the appeals and that yeah, kind of thing. Legal wrangling and one and can yeah. say to oneself, well, well, then we just need to execute them faster. But that really doesn't come it, – it, it speaks directly to my third point. The most important of this is we're humans. Right. We make mistakes. Anybody who doesn't think they make mistakes really needs to be plated in gold and worshipped. <laughs> um, and so, therefore, we know we make mistakes. Why in the world would we make this very permanent kind of punishment like the death penalty – when you may find out information, say in like Troy Davis's case here, where um, you know that we find out you're executing, you've executed an innocent person. Uh, you know, quite a few people have been exonerated, and hundreds of people have been <laughs> released from uh, from death rows since uh, the the early '70s when they repealed the uh, the death penalty or made it legal again, or whatever the, made it constitutional again because they made it unconstitutional there for a minute and, <laughs> and changed everything.
2: And um well, I think it violates the Constitution simply the premise of life liberty and, and pursuit of happiness or, or property, whatever just the idea that if the states if the state is, was was created to safeguard the rights of individuals and the life, liberty, and property of individuals then why does it also have the power to kill individuals? Right.
0: I think that the argument— I think that's a hypocritical on, The argument flaw. on that,
2: the other side would be
0: that, um, well, they're killing uh, this person in order to protect life because um, he's obviously taken it, or they have obviously yeah, taken sorry, it. Yeah, sorry, I can't well, buy that. Mm-hmm. I
1: was actually listening to some Walter Block today, and he was talking about um, the death penalty, and a point he made was, you know, if we had a machine that could somehow transfer the life out of one person who's alive and put it into someone who's died— then that could be the ultimate justice for someone who has like been proven to have killed someone to have to give up their life and put it back in the life of the person they killed and interesting yeah that would be perfect um justice in his mind at least uh, but what do what do the victim what is, what does the victim 's family get from having the aggressor killed and
0: this is ab- an absolutely uh, a very impression and important statement is that they get nothing. Well, the, victim, actually, is they, the they, victim's family They do get something. What do they get? Okay.
2: They get the negative experience of killing another human being, or at least being a part of a situation that kills someone else. So the, the hole the, in their heart isn't going to be They have a filled. tragic experience. Yeah. What they need is positive, constructive experiences to make them whole. Or, or they need a grieving period, of course, but then they need something positive to... To, to correct the, the negative tragedy that happened, you're not going to get something positive right. by killing someone else. More hate and negativity isn't exactly. going to make up for hate and negati- no. negativity.
0: And all the, um, you know, I mean, if they, if they kill this guy, burn his, uh, you know, cut, him, cut his body into little uh, chunks, set it on fire, spread the ashes into the, uh, the four worst places in the globe, these people still aren't going to feel any better. Their son's still going to be gone, and they're still going to hurt. And that you know that, that that's I'm not trying to minimize that. I totally understand that. Right. But killing somebody, even the guilty party, isn't going to change. Well,
2: it. I think the state's proven that it can only destroy.
0: That's what. But the state is an organization of violence. They have monopoly privilege on the use of uh, force. Let's go to Gary in Arizona. Gary,
7: hey, how you doing?
0: All's well. What's hey. on your mind?
7: I just got a I just got a couple of uh, comments to make about the. Uh, Gary Johnson versus Ron Paul kind of thing. Okay. And I like Gary Johnson. When I first heard of him, I thought, man, oh, that guy's cool. He's a, he really believes in freedom. But the more I hear about him, I mean, I think he's a little he just seems kind of confused, like he's kinda of general sense that, yeah, freedom's cool. But I don't think he's really thought it all through. I keep hearing him say, like, uh, oh, it's all a cost benefit analysis for me. Well, you know, what if it turned out, yeah, uh, you well, know, it seems like it makes more sense economically to put collars on everybody and have them be our slaves. <laughs> Well, and, I mean, uh, Paul, he does say it's that it's cost-benefit analysis, it, and the guy just really gets it.
0: <laughs> Indeed, at least Gary uh, Johnson understands that the uh, you know the, the freedom generally comes out in a pos- in on the positive in a cost-benefit analysis. I will agree that from a um, a philosophical standpoint, I find Ron Paul I, to I, be more firmly grounded than Gary Johnson. Um, I just don't you know when when we were early on in this election process, I felt Gary Johnson had a better chance of winning than Ron Paul did. That's why I don't
7: know. think I don't think he's as as capable of making the intellectual argument for freedom as Ron Paul. Do you is think making long. an
0: intellectual argument for freedom has anything to do with winning a presidential election?
2: Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah. um, hmm. No, it, well, it does for the intellectuals. But <laughs> you need to market someone. That's what you need. You need some slick marketing uh, guru that that helps Ron Paul present this polished product that the consumer can then consume. Gary, do you have anything you else?
7: Ron, Paul,
0: facelift.
2: Thanks for the call. 855 450 free free
0: talk live. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course, spendbitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From spendbitcoins.com, you can spend your bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend bitcoins, go to spendbitcoins.com.
10: My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at fff.fff.org at and we'll send you a free three month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's fff.fff.org.
0: Free Talk Live. Eight fifty-five, four fifty-three. I don't know. You might be able to squeeze in here. Eight fifty-five, four five zero, three seven three three. Let's get right into the calls. Let's go to Ed, in Tennessee. Ed,
11: how y'all doing tonight? All's All right. well. What's on your mind? Okay. Hey, uh, uh, the I think the young lady there. I don't know her name. Just mentioned Alec. Alan Alt, Alec, and uh, uh Alan Alt was just on Rachel Maddow, and I listened to him last night. Who is you he? Could just hear.
0: Hold on. Tell, tell me he's who he is. Former
11: does she know? Go ahead if she wants to. Tell. Anyway, it's a former uh, prison warden okay. that has executed people. But anyway, he called up. I mean, he wrote a letter telling them, forewarning them. He said, "This is the most premeditated of all murders. Think about it. Sure. What murder is more premeditated?" Yep. This is another uh, another
0: aspect is the Constitution out rules um, rules out cruel and unusual punishment if you ask people how they wish to die they will generally tell you I want to die in my sleep or I would like to go quickly Um, I would like to do this that or the other no one will ever tell you and this is one of the worst ways to die would be. I want to sit in a cell where I can't go anywhere for 15 years. Um, I want to be tortured by having three or four different times that I am brought to the death chamber. But I then manage oh, to man. live a little longer. Um, I can't move outside Uh-oh. of my cell. I'm treated like a dog right. for that, that Mark, 10 or 15 years. He, and then finally they kill me.
11: You, hey, you nailed it. That is torture. You know, th- this happened to him four times. Yeah. Think about that. Fixing to kill him. Okay, ho. Okay, well, we might think about it a second. But, hey, it is insane. But listen, this Alan Alts, y'all just look him up, see what he's saying. He says it takes a heavy toll. It took a real heavy toll on him. And he said anybody of of conscience, it will destroy them. And he's warned them. He's telling them now, go get counselors set up. You and everyone involved are going to need it.
3: I wonder. I mean, it is
11: insane. Hey, Mark, but that's why I love Blackstone's ratio. What's Blackstone's better ratio? That, better that ten guilty persons escape mm-hmm. than one innocent suffer, because you may be the innocent one.
0: Right. Yeah. All right. That's absolutely true.
11: I'll get off here.
0: <laughs> Thanks very much for the call, Ed. I appreciate it. You know, when it comes when it comes down to it, that's the way our system's supposed to work. Yes, I know. It is frustrating when people who do wrong
2: don't see some kind of justice. But when it's systemic and what when not only do they not see justice, but when they are eventually promoted to some other position or when they they still receive the same benefits and and they're lauded as a upstanding member of the community and the service they provide. I mean it's just it just smacks of of just just you know, not only hypocrisy in the, the ideas of what a good person is and, and how, to, how to act, but also in just just the wrong way to do anything.
0: Well, you know, um, when you when you think about this, um, the and you're worried about people getting off and all that other stuff. You're really looking at the wrong situation when you talk about of the arrests in the United States, fewer than 1%. That means 99% the other way. Fewer than 1% actually ever make it to trial. That means that e- people the plea
2: system is that what you're talking about? What's that? The plea system. Yeah, essentially, people
0: yeah. plea. It's because people plead out. Um, they de- they never get a trial of before their peers. And that what that says to me is that some innocent people say to themselves because the the, the charges have been stacked on so heavily that my chances of winning are um, outweighed by this sweeter deal that they're offering me frankly that's what happened in my case i know what this feeling is like i know what it is to make a calculation to yourself that says okay um, yeah they're going to give me this sentence but i can be out in two or three years or I can take this to trial because I didn't really do this, but I was kind of involved. I was around or whatever. I know what kind of uh, you know choices people make in their minds, and it's not it's not what it's it's not justice. So if you're worried about justice, the plea deal systems where you need to start looking, not people who are killing cops. Right. Um, secondly. More than 66 percent – about 66 percent of people who go to trial, these are people that – above the 99 percent, this one, fewer than 1 percent, these 66 um, percent uh, are found guilty. What that says to me is that human beings – and this has been shown in the tri- Sanford prison experiments and the uh, – um, I can't remember what the other one – what the Milgram experiments. It's been shown that people tend to defer to authority. The sure. uh, the state's attorney, the judges, these people they- are author- authority. The, the defendant sitting there has been accused by police officers who are authorities. People defer to authority, Not only
2: deferring, but being a part of the authority, by being a vessel through which that authority can flow and then condemn someone.
0: So the suggestion that we have here is that somehow or another our system is so great that w- only one-third of 1% of the time does it make mistakes. And that's absolutely ludicrous. Only a crazy right. sociopathic madman would have that. Let's go to Charmaine in Florida. Charmaine?
5: Hi, how are you doing? All's well. Great. I would like to tell you real quickly, um, on the Troy Davis situation, my sisters and I were talking about this last night and saying, God, how would we feel if this were our brother and we really, really believed he was innocent?
3: It's got to be tough. And
5: I think, yeah, I think a good point here is it's kind of like, oh, let's kill him. That'll teach him. Well, obviously, it doesn't teach him anything. He's dead. But what it does is takes another set of friends and family and puts those innocent people in the same unenviable position. Of being heartbroken over the death of someone, and they did nothing wrong.
0: Yeah, frankly, uh, the death row is a bigger punishment than the, than, than the death chamber, right. as far as I'm concerned. I, I mean, I if you want to so. give if cheap. you want to give a punishment that's terrible to a um, murderer, put them on something equivalent to death row. Obviously, it wouldn't be a death row if there was no death penalty. But put put them on, uh, you know, something equivalent, and then leave them there. I mean, that's going to if in that way, at least you can take them out if you've made a mistake. Shermaine,
5: yeah, and also I'd like to quickly recommend anyone who's interested in thinking about the death penalty to watch a Kevin Spacey movie called *The Life of David Gale*.
0: Life of David Gale. I have not watched it, but I will put that on my uh, list. Not well known. (laughs) Shermaine, thanks for the call. Eight. uh, I don't know why I'm giving the number. Let's go to Captain Ned in Florida. Captain Ned.
12: Hey, Free and Freeman, day forty-four. That's right. Hey, he's caged like a wild Russian boar, but you know what? (laughs) The only thing that gets cagier than the uh, Russian boar that sees one of his own caged is when you actually cage him himself.
2: I like Cajun food.
12: Yeah, that's (laughs)
3: what's going to
12: happen with you. And, hey, I agree with that, uh, Mark, with the C. Stevens yeah that guy's pulling back the curtain on the Wizard of Oz, and that guy is very inspiring to listen to
0: agreed I absolutely I think he does some uh, some amazing work um i'm you know I'm, I'm interested in seeing you know what kind of effect he can have in the long term, especially up here in New Hampshire.
12: Well, I'll tell you what he was talking about how the uh the judge said it was philosophical or whatever, but uh, let's go to the Sixth Amendment, which is one long paragraph. there's no sentence's one long paragraph. the last part of it is, and to have the assistance of the counsel for his defense, I think having Mark Stevens in your corner doesn't get much better. And I don't, I don't even think that guy's an attorney, is he?
0: No, he is not a not a lawyer. Lawyers are uh, agents of the court or officers of the yes. court. Officers. So therefore, um, you know, they, they are beholden to the courts.
12: Well, Mark, that's the first time I heard him was tonight, but that guy's smarter than your average Barrett. He's smarter than most attorneys I've ever got, uh, hammered with.
0: And indeed. Well, he certainly takes a different tact, which is exposing the violence inherent in the system and making the, um, you know, the officials own it. They don't want to own it. And so therefore, oftentimes they'll, they'll drop cases and that kind of thing. Obviously, they're not. Well,
12: I'll tell you what, I agree with you completely. And he's not, uh, he's showing you the difference between us, uh, feral liberty fighters and the sheeple who were lined up at the airport taking their shoes and socks off and emptying
3: their
12: pockets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we're, sure. the, we're the feral wild ones. Like I said, we're the Russian boars, you know? We're out there, we're going to fight them, and that we're what they're most afraid well, of.
2: Well, yeah, I think, I think the approach that I'd rather talk about taking instead of fighting and being savage and brutal and, and feral... Is... Well, sometimes... You know well, what, no, you're, 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 no you're listen, Captain at... Ned, mm. just please listen to me for a second. <laughs> okay. I, I'd rather be creative... I'd rather be persuasive, influential, um, cunning, you know, all these different clever. I'd rather so be these I, positive caged fox. Yeah, no, it's I, it's just it's it's how it you completely. say it and it's the it's the place where you come from. than when you say With that,
12: anybody who believes that you don't you don't you're not ruled by the same law to the sea, the fastest, the biggest teeth rule, the law of the jungle. Now the cage, you're right. The uh the, the ones that are very uh, uh, Attuned to their environment, they hide. They can do well, but at one point or another, you're going to have to fight, and that, that's the bottom line, man. You're either predator or prey, and I hate to. It's very philosophical to say, hey, you know, we can do, we can reason with these people. We can do this and that. You're either predator or prey at some point, and if you've never been in that situation, you don't understand it.
3: Well,
0: I certainly have been in that situation, but and, you know, Mark, I know you have. One, one, I think I think think to myself though is is that largely, um, you know, the, the fighting hasn't happened yet. I mean, there's this Claire Wolf quote out there, which is really awesome. Is it's uh, it's it's too uh, too late to do anything about it, and too early to shoot the bastards. And
12: well, I'll tell you what, your show last night was fantastic, and I think it was. Uh, the gentleman who was talking about taking their batteries out of the cell phone, we're way past Orwellian. The time, and they're not going to use this against terrorists. This is going to be used against the masses here.
0: Ned, thanks for the call. 8:5. Hey. well, at Free Talk Live, uh, it's been Mark with you. Holly. And JJ. Thanks for listening.